Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 319, recorded on March 25th, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guest Casey Cool from the Underpowered Podcast, we discuss more news, but very interesting news around the Switch Pro, Niantic and Nintendo team up for a, a Pikmin Go game, and what's happening to GameStop? What the heck is going on? Jesse, you know what to do. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marty here. You're listening to episode 319 of Nintendo Dads. It's March 25th, 2021, and reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> uh, although I did leave the show last week and go straight into uh, what I just described a few minutes ago to these guys as a, snows- a soul-snatching stomach virus. Oh, my gosh. Yes, my voodoo doll worked. Excellent. <laughs> well, Excellent. After I, after I apparently did an impression of you on the show last week, uh, and I say apparently because at, in the process of getting sick, I don't really remember episode 318. Uh, so if you listened and you thought, hey, Marty sounds a little bit different, I must have. Uh, it may not have even been me. Uh, but joining me on the show this week are four people, definitely not me, but I'm glad they're not because, hey, takes all kinds in this world uh straight from kansas city mr jesse waldack how are you buddy pretty good yeah you you were a little extra spicy last week (laughs) it wasn't just a chick-fil-a sandwich i had for supper Uh, that's not spicy at all that's weak the spicy is i had the spicy it's weak it tries to be pretends i just like it's it's better than the regular now i can't go back (laughs) Uh, and I, I, I agree with you. It's the best sandwich they have, but it's not spicy. Yeah. Speaking of better than regular, uh, Justin Masson, all the way from Canada. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm excited to be here because it has been a week for me. Almost two weeks. It has been a uh, quick fun fact. Interestingly enough, I was on Canadian jury duty for the last seven days of my oh, life. Hold up, hold up. What is the difference between American jury duty and Canadian jury duty? Well, we really do wear the wigs, right? Yeah. still wear the wigs? Uh, We do not. We do not wear the wigs, though. But we determine everything not by guilt or innocence, but by weight of maple syrup and mooses. That's how we determine things. But I'm I'm excited to be here. I really am. So, but we can get jumped into that later. Uh, Marty, you still there? I think he lost his internet. Speaking of a guy who also is caught sometimes riding a moose, Mr. Timothy Alf. Timothy, how are you, sir? And it only happens whenever I go to the Toys R Us on the other side of the border there. I get to, you know, once I go over the bridge, uh, the Ambassador Bridge here in Detroit, they make us get out of our cars and we pick the moose of our choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we go to Toys R Us licking a maple syrup lollipop. That's that's exactly how it works. I thought they changed the draft of the moose on the other side of the border, but that makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice yeah uh justin just a minute ago i don't know what's going on something uh just blinked and i lost my mic i lost my camera i lost all of that so uh that's already happened once so hopefully uh you know it'll happen about 15 more times on the show yeah uh yeah but uh <laughs> i tell you what is awesome about the show is we're joined by special guest casey cool from the underpowered podcast casey how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. 
We are excited to have you here with us. And, uh, you know, it's a first for Nintendo Dads uh, here. Casey informed us right before the show that he just became a patron of the show, which we're going to tell you how you can be a patron in a minute. And so we've never gotten to call out a brand new patron on the show that's on the show before. So that, (laughs) hey, making Nintendo Dads first, that's that's how we do it. I'm going in the record book. That was my goal. Right. Yes. Uh, could we have it noted in the podcast record, please, Mr. Timothy Alf? Of course. <laughs> he, is our, he is our record keeper. He's a Nintendo yeah. Dad's historian. Uh, yeah. And speaking of history, a uh, couple of uh, – this is not going to be a week that goes down in history because uh, we're really thin. I, I called this this week on our show poll the Slim Pickens edition of uh, Nintendo News. But let's dive into what we have, shall we? Sure. I love that. Uh, Justin normally goes, do it. But you just said, sure. Yeah, which is, <laughs> which is good because I, I was totally not paying attention. That is fantastic. Of course, our news is brought to us each and every week uh, by people like Casey uh, and you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can join in for as little as a dollar a month and be part of uh, the uh, one of the greatest communities on the Internet. Uh, I see. I say one of the greatest. I always say the greatest, but uh, we do um, we do acknowledge that there may be other great communities. No, this is the best. I mean, mine's pretty good, but yours is. <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. That's all. It's okay. I, was just I appreciate. To be, it. <laughs> trying to be uh, fair and nice and tolerant and all That's, those good things, but. That- Southern hospitality is real. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. I yeah. Appreciate uh, it. So, so anyway, a dollar a month gets you in, or you can uh, you can go all the way up to thirty bucks a month to be a Patreon producer. You get all kinds of benefits through that. Uh, and one of the benefits we do want to mention to that is if you're in the Discord, uh, you know about our monthly mayhem challenge where you can win actual eShop money from the dads just by playing video games. Um, Tim, we, what's I- we open up my wallet and I send you one or two loonies. That's exactly how that works. <laughs> Here's your one dollar of each. Yeah, shop. here is your here is your one Canadian dollar. <laughs> Come back it. again, you suckers. You want yeah, some more and, dollars? And the back. joke really is here is that for everyone else, it's like fifty cents. That's exactly yeah. Because Canadian money. currency it's, it's sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tim, tell us uh, what what is the monthly Mayhem challenge this month? So this month we have uh, basically we're playing Nintendo online, uh, well, Nintendo games using the Nintendo Switch online uh, access uh, because it's a lot of verses and even um, co-op type games to play to try to gain points. And it's up to our fearless leaders in the monthly mayhem, Drew and uh, John, uh, who will do our sister show the dads after dark show, but they also handle the monthly mayhem for us uh, for the Nintendo dads and the community, which they've been doing for a very long time and doing an awesome job at it. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've outdone this, uh, themselves this time around because they're putting in a lot of work for this because basically they set up a list of who's versus who's versus who there's other people who are doing single player games by themselves, or it could be a cooperative game, but you have to work together. Uh, to get points as well. But basically uh, you have to reach out to them once you've arranged the time. Like I had to arrange time with uh, one of our community members, Shannon, to play soccer, NES soccer. So it's the first time for me to play that. So that was interesting. But I'm we sorry. got together 
<laughs> we got together, played Not that game. sorry that you played with Shannon. Sorry that you had to play soccer. Wow. <laughs> hey, you're a Mega Man guy, right? I am. Mega Man soccer, dude. One of the best sport games ever. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't have one that. of the only sports games I've ever cared about because <laughs> it had Mega Man in it. Right. Gemini Man, you get him, you do his special shot, and you score every cut. There you go. It'd be awesome if that was on there because that would sound oh, like fun. That'd but be such a good one. We played, Shannon beat me, but I still got some points, and we get to move on to the next round. Uh, and we are playing this through April. And then the winner. Uh, who has the most points gets first place and they get a $15 eShop card. And then everybody else's points gets put into a pool and gets drawn and uh, from a hat and basically lottery. And whoever wins that gets a $10 eShop card. Awesome. So, awesome. It's a lot of fun. The whole yeah, community so, is involved. Uh, Tim, that's a great segue into uh, the first bit of news that we have here. Speaking of points, the final Super Mario 35 World Count Challenge has begun. Uh, it began yesterday at uh, 3 a.m. Eastern, and it runs through next Tuesday, March 30th at uh, 3 a.m. And this is all celebrating the culmination of the month of March, where Nintendo is going to hold a public execution of Mario and all right. his friends. Mario's uh, going to die. Nintendo it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I saw that on Twitter this week. Uh, basically, if you play this game uh, and you go and you do the World Count Challenge, if three, 350 million coins are collected uh, in that time, every participant will get 350 platinum points on my Nintendo. Now, that sounds great, except then you figure in the fact that last time we didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, did they, not happen. They, they had to defeat 350 million Goomba, and I think the total was like 317 million. Right. So uh, it was not acquired. So I played my now, game, put collected my 200 coins or so, and I'm done with it. So Here's the thing. <laughs> Keep in mind, this game is going to be shut down on uh, March 31st, and we got a really uh, interesting email that kind of dovetails with this. Um and uh, this is from uh, over on uh, email from Vaskin Kasakian. And I really hope I said that right. Uh, if I didn't, we actually, Casey, here's a fun fact. We actually had somebody that uh, unsubscribed as a patron yeah. before because I mispronounced their <coughs> name. Right. True story. Yeah. Salty. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, uh, that, that Jason Mason guy, what a jerk. What yeah. a jerk. <laughs> Justin's twin brother. Uh, yes, uh, Vaskin, yes. I hope I pronounced your name right. If I didn't, uh, I'm from the South and me no school good. Uh, so uh, here's his question. He says, uh, thanks for making these tough times bearable with weekly podcasts, like hanging out with my friends, talking games in normal times. Thank And dude, awesome. Uh, I'm glad we can make anything more bearable. Right. So here is his question. What is Nintendo's thinking and pulling Mario 35 at the end of the month? Do you really think they'll go through with it? Is there a gimmick here in the works like pulling Mario 35, but launching Mario 100 with other worlds like Super oh. Mario World, etc.? He said, I've loved the game, would totally pay for a complete version and feel incredibly disappointed to watch it go. Here's my theory. Uh, and y'all can stomp all over this. I'm sure Justin has a business perspective where he'll tell me I'm completely wrong. Uh, but uh, here's my theory. Uh, we didn't get all the Goombas stomped because there's not enough people playing this. And mm -hmm. I think Nintendo knew that. 
And I think they knew it would it would be a gimmick that would uh, be cool for a little bit, and then it would level out, and nobody would want to really play it anymore. And that's why it's going away. Those are my thoughts, uh, Casey. What do you 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 kind of like? You kind of looked up like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, I wanna, what, what do you think? I think it's the shamrock shape. Uh, it's like a monthly <laughs> flare uh, to be on. You know, I think it was a good idea. Like it sounded fun, and then it's just the execution wasn't all the way there. And Nintendo will do things that other like scarcity model has always been a part of their plan. Yeah, you, you think of the NES Classic, the SNES Classic. Uh, they have no issue saying, yeah, it's done. And then we were talking about this on the podcast, you know, with everything going to subscription models and Disney plus Nintendo might move to a vault, like the Disney vault. Remember the Disney vault back in the day, like, mm-hmm. Hey, back in release. So maybe games will reappear on the NES online app or the SNES online there, uh, or this game might, Hey, we're bringing it out of the vault for this edition. Like they might do it every five years. could be something like that, like 35, 40, 45. Um, and they could fine tune it. I think, you know, with the Mario dying and in the moving to it, I think this is all also a move because it's Zelda's 35th anniversary and it, that's gotten no attention. So they're giving Mario because March 10th is Mario day. I think this is Mario's month, and then they're going to shift their uh, marketing towards Zelda for a while and celebrate Zelda's 35th, because that's their other flagship. And everyone's clamoring for Breath of the Wild 2. The game I'm dreaming of is Dungeon Maker, Zelda Maker. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that, a Mario Maker with Zelda that you could do that and make worlds. So, um, but... I, I yeah, I, I think they'll cut it out. They, they, if they're going to do it with Mario All Stars, Mario All Stars might be a little different in that they'll sell each property separately. Separately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, Nintendo doesn't care. Like yeah, whatever, cool. We, uh, you want us to do this thing? We're not going to do it because they don't. They, they're just going to do their own thing. They march to them, beat their own drum. They always have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. In case your con- commentary around like the Disney Vault, I think is really kind of spot on. I do, but be- I do believe it's the di- it's this is going in the Disney Vault, and by the way, in six months from now, they're going to sell it as- to us individually on the eShop. Mm-hmm. I very much believe because because here's the deal. Um, very simply, it will make money <laughs> and people right. will pay for it, right? Um, I think I think with this with the um, Mario Thirty Five, and also just as a fair commentary, I want to say this. I have already deleted Mario 35 off of my Nintendo Switch. Same. Why? Nintendo doesn't take it from me. I take it. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. the one that killed Mario. They didn't kill Mario. I killed him. I made I, the decision. I made that decision myself. I'm a grown adult. You don't tell me what to do, Nintendo, other than always paying for stuff, right? Don't tell me what to do. Um, I believe that this, this, this is, and I, I believe you're very right there, this is part and parcel of their event. They wanted to make this a celebration event March 31st will be the wrap up. This is the final kind of like, mm-hmm. this will be the, like the, the party's over. We're flicking the lights. Someone's, someone's playing closing time. The bar lights have gone on. We're going home. Get out of here. Right. Great. Um, re- thank you. Right. And if we were really good, Jess would have that, like just queued up right now. Nope. Right. Okay. Perfect. Right. Oh my gosh. We've already, been, we've already been like, you know, got a strike from YouTube for that one. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so I believe they're going to close it off nicely. They're going to have some space and then they're going to begin the Zelda celebration. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think why, you, why you do guys they remember that? And maybe I, I know that it took me a while to remember this, but 
when they released uh, Super Mario All-Stars for the Wii, they did it on disc. They did mm-hmm. a special box for it that came with a commemorative booklet and a CD, and it was limited time only. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. It wasn't offered mm-hmm. for download. It wasn't, of course, games weren't being offered for download then except for Virtual well, Console. Yeah, virtual uh, Console was, and that game still should have been a Virtual Console. Yeah, it should have been on Virtual Console. You're exactly right. But it wasn't uh-huh. offered through there. Yeah. And I, I, I remember... I, I think that disc is the smallest ROM image, or ISO image, out of the entire library. It's like 35 megs. I remember it being limited because I wanted that for Christmas. And my wife was like, I'm going to get this for Christmas for you. Don't buy that. Don't buy it. And then she missed it. And we ended up not getting it. Uh, mm. And we ended up having to go like find it. And I think they did like one reprint, reprint of it at one. Like they were like, don't worry, it's going to come back. And she managed to pre-order it then or something. But this is not unheard of. I think that though, I think where the concern is or where the question is, I guess, is why are so many Mario things ending on one day, right? Like, well, and, 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 we, here, I, and and you answered the question, right? Like, it's time to move on. Yeah. It's time to let Zelda have the stage. But uh, we've never seen Nintendo do this to this scale before. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a couple th- a couple things about it. And also, I do want to FYI here, Abyssal in the chat. Thank you, Abyssal, for reminding us. Fire Emblem is also going away. Right there is that yeah, digital fire emblem. The, so that, so that the one, original fire, fire yeah, emblem the western, the western dragon. conversion, right? So it's, that's only been out there for about four months because it came out beginning of December. If memory serves me correctly, right? Yes, yeah. So that one's a bit of a. So that one plays against my theory of well, it's all Mario stuff. I mean, the reality is, and I think you know, Casey, again, you struck this very well, which is um, they know how to create scarcity, but this is the first time what we're seeing is digital scarcity, which is ridiculous right because it's like you you why like there's it's not like you have limited space it, it, but but again what you do by by creating scarcity and limited runs is you create exponential excitement sales and hype right if something is going to be there and it could, hype. exactly and for something like um fire emblem they could say listen it costs us a fair chunk of money to move this how do we recoup our costs as quickly as possible what you do is you shorten that sale window as quickly as possible, right? So what you do is, is opposed to having potentially happen over years, or maybe people just you know move away from the hype cycle of it. It's occurring now. It's only three months. Buy it now. And you, we saw this with we saw this with with um, the thirty fifth collection that was came out in September, right? The sales numbers on that game for three months was astronomical. Like it came it came in and like I think it jumped to. Jesse, maybe you can remember, jumped to like eight or nine in the sales real fast. But again, that's because I, I was still expecting it to be higher. I, I thought yeah. it was going to be, I was saying it was going to get 15 million. I think it got, I think it crossed 10, but it didn't, yeah. it didn't get the 15. And it's because it's, go ahead. They did. It's because they didn't put in Mario Galaxy 2. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. If that was in there. It would have sold a lot more. I think people. Oh, yeah. will, Felt a little shortchanged with yeah. the three All Stars a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if they if they use this strategy again for Zelda. Like if indeed we do have a Zelda anniversary collection coming in September, if they're going to continue cool. this strategy, or if it was just a one and done and they decide to try something new. Um, but I, I I would argue that the sales show that it worked right. And right. if you're making decisions again, this is a business. If they're making decisions, it's going to be numbers based. It's economics based, right? So what do you think that Zelda collection would look like if they did that, right? What, what's going to be the collection? I think it's probably going to be the the remastered 
two. It's it's they're probably just going to do the two remaster games. It's going to be uh, Wind Twilight. Waker and Twilight Princess, and oh. that's it. Because mm-hmm. how easy is that? Like I, we can churn that out this year, and boom, we're going to sell two million of those. Yeah, I mean, we all talked, and we all talked about it a while back. Like those are the Wind Waker is one that everyone should play. Exactly, and, and it's there twice. Twice, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and they just and they kind of dispelled the fact that Skyward Sword would be a part of that by doing their own thing with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird move. The only other thing I think that I could see them do is them do a a, a port of uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D versions from from the DS. Oh, the 3DS. That'd but be interesting. How, like, again, would would that be enough? "Quote unquote." I mean, it would require one, more effort than the, uh, the than, than the Wii U updates. Yeah. Well, I wonder how hard it would be for them to skin Link Between Worlds with the Link's Awakening uh, remake models. Right? Yep. You do that, and dude, you're God, here's my money. There's a lot. Buy, there's like, a lot more. There'd be a lot more enemies that they have to like do art for out. and yeah. things like that, and well, uh, I. I'm not as far not as far as items or anything, but it, the the logistics of it is we know that they can't well they could, but they probably won't uh, like throw everything Zelda on the Switch. But yeah. why not, right? Yeah. I mean, that's I, the I think if they days. put I think if they put another uh, game using like the Link's Awakening models <clears throat> art style, people are going to get upset because we already well, have. The Gen Four remakes of Pokemon doing that—that's true. Mm-hmm. The, the Diamond and Pearl, the Brilliant Diamond and Shiny yeah. Pearl. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I, I would go ahead, Tim. I have, you, you have not spoken, and I have spoken too much. <laughs> so I was gonna say, uh, what I would like to see though is that Zelda never got the original All Stars treatment. So why not give a, do an original All Stars treatment like they did with the 3D games with the original game Zelda Two, and yeah, you know Zelda One, Zelda Two, and some other. In a way, games. they did. They just didn't call it Zelda All Stars. They called it the Zelda promotional promotional disc that was available for people who pre-ordered Wind Waker. But did they do the updates to it like they did with the All Stars game? Because the All Stars game. No, up res the, the was, graphics just, from eight bit to sixteen bit on on Mario and SNES games emulator. Right, but still that's what I'm talking about is the All Stars treatment where they upgrade the graphics to bring the NES to the even the SNES. I'll take that. I like you know? Casey's idea of taking the the sprites or the artwork from uh, assets I already have for Link's Awakening and apply it to Zelda One. Yeah. What about the assets to? Uh, you said from from Link's Awakening, the new Link, the new Link's Awakening, the one right? That, so, yeah. what about using a Link Between Worlds assets? That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. You use oh, okay. that. That was my. That would be my move because okay. that's the one that like everyone should play. Um, I and I know we're we're shifting from Mario here because <laughs> it was just natural in the conversation. Oh, that's um, good. But uh, I think you know, and I had a talk conversation with a close friend today, and he sent me this. He said Mario's overrated. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, Colin Cowherd, this is a bad take, I think. 
Um, and I, I go, what do you mean? And so he goes, it's all about nostalgia. It's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. And I go, we, none of this would exist without Mario. Like, let's, let's be honest with that. He kept kind of moving the flagpole on me in the debate. And so I kept going back. I'm like, if you're making the argument that he's not a compelling character, I could see that. Like he's a dude who fell on a pipe. It's kind of allegory for he's on a weird drug induced mushroom trip maybe i don't know right his story his lore is not he was the mid-30s any man right 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 and um and i get that but i think when you talk about what makes mario great and why mario gets mario's in like in so many over 100 different titles it's you know when mario's in a game there's some type of quality to it right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. even a bad mario game is okay it's like pizza like bad pizza is still pizza Oh, that's yeah. what we you know said what about the Zelda games too. Was, yes, they're both. You know. It's the, that Nintendo quality. So, if they want to shine up an old Zelda game and give Zelda time, this is just Nintendo's move. And like Marty, you said earlier, I, we don't, or I think Marty or Justin said it, where we haven't seen them do something like this. I think it's maybe everyone's watching more too because of you know we COVID still mm-hmm. keeping everyone like people need to pay attention to things. So this flow of marketing and. It, the it's, it's speculation news network right media has mm-hmm. changed a lot in the last year i feel or two years yeah. and uh and people people are like thinking i think what's hurting nintendo a little bit is the whole when they brought the director and his name is i can't think of it right now for the breath of the wild 2 mm-hmm. when he came out and said we don't have anything yet. Everyone was just like what are you doing like mm-hmm. why did you even bring him out like you didn't did have say to later later <laughs> Later right. this year, we will. That I didn't need you to like he's any just to come in and apologize for it. Don't apologize. Like I, I mm-hmm. think we need to let developers take their time and simmer mm-hmm. a bit because I don't want another. I don't want Nintendo to pull a cyberpunk, which they no. would never do. Something mm-hmm. I right? wanted to mention too was that it, because it's Nintendo, I'm not expecting the same thing they did with 3D with Mario. Yeah, we'll with Zelda, different. they're going to do something else completely different that we won't expect that we'll probably love and then we'll still say, oh, they did it with Zelda. So the next anniversary, are they going to do the same yeah. thing? But they never, they don't seem to always do the same thing. I shouldn't Sentence say never, but they the don't. Yeah. My, my general rule of thumb is you set your expectations really, really, really low. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you're never disappointed. And that. it works out pretty great. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, all right, hey. Yep. Um, so, we have a famous saying around here that a lot of people either like or don't like, but we say it. And what is that, Justin? What is that saying? Uh, Justin is awesome. No. That is, that's I like that one. I agree that's with that pretty, one. That's pretty amazing. That's saying number nine, 99 oh, right. for you. I'm talking about oh. the number one. Uh, it is uh, high hopes, low expectations. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good life motto in general, too. Like, it, I think people... I, something that really always gets me fired up is when people complain like about the game development process. And it's kind of like people that are armchair quarterbacks and that, well, I would have done it. Then do it. If you, if you think you could do it faster, go do it. You can't though. So just shut up, let them make the game and let them make it the way they want it. Cause it's their art. <laughs> right. right. You can't rush the art. I just, I'm getting old. I'm like turning into the old man in the front yard, like tired of <laughs> complaining. Just give me the game. Let me play when it's ready. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, though, to see what they do to pivot mm-hmm. from the Mario stuff, if they're going to do the vault thing, or again, they're Nintendo. They may never revisit the same formula sure. again, and we'll come back again in the 40th anniversary edition and have something completely different going on. So 
we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens because it's hard. I, it's hard to see a pattern except for the few things that we have seen, you know. So th- there's not much of one when Going it comes back to, to Nintendo. Just, Justin's question. Uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars, as of December 31st, sold 8.3 million units. Well, I put it at 13th place. 8.3 million units in three and a half months. Wow. Yep. That, Almost that, 3 million a month. That's not bad. That's tra- that's that is on tracking wise. That's approximately what the tracking pace was for um, Animal Crossing. Really? Wow. Yep. So I'm curious. I, I really think they're just going to split them up no. and sell them too. I thought Animal Crossing had 10 million units in like three weeks. <laughs> no, yeah. sorry. Like, like, I mean, like averaged over time. Right, because oh, they're about okay. there ought to be about a year. They're about three, yeah, three, three, six, three. Million. Yeah. So, Casey, yeah. you're you mentioned about splitting it up and selling them separately. That was a prediction that we made when they announced this game. That and we're wondering what was the third, you know, the the them taking it away was basically we were saying one, they're going to pivot to Zelda most likely, and two, it wouldn't shock us if they sold each one separately afterwards. Sure. It, it will no longer be in a bundle. You have to buy them separately. I have mystery option C for you guys too. Mm. Okay, we let's get, hear it. We get Nintendo 64 online store comes out. And then GameCube, like the entertainment libraries, like we have for SNES, they're going to start releasing those games next for you to have and play. That makes or sense. I just wonder if this is how they introduce um, Mario Galaxy 2 is they split this bundle up and it's like, hey, you can buy all three of these and now available Mario Galaxy 2. Sure. And if you previously purchased Super Mario 3D All-Stars, you get a 5%, 10% bonus discount on Galaxy 2. I mean, I'd buy it. Like, I, My son has is in love with Mario 3D World, you know, and Mario Odyssey. Those are his first entry. And he's played some mm-hmm. Super Mario World on the SNS Mini. But Galaxy would blow his little mind. Like he, I want him, I want to watch that experience for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pay, and I don't, is it still? Would you okay? What's the price point when you separate these titles too in two thousand? So I think it has. Ooh. to I think they're twenty dollars a piece. And I think Nintendo, it's going to be thirty dollars a piece. I was. I'm with Tim. I think it would be thirty. <laughs> twenty nine ninety nine. We for, want it to be twenty. But yeah. Nintendo is going to sell them for thirty. Twenty is the <laughs> right number. Or maybe like twenty, twenty five, thirty, depending on yeah you know, as the scales up in generation. Well, I was yeah, going back sure. to look as you were saying that, like, how much did Super Mario 64 cost on the Wii U? Because uh, that's the last time we saw it emulated. Ten bucks, right? Oh, yeah. We saw it, and it was it was ten dollars. Yeah, but it, oh, maybe it it, it, it wasn't enhanced. All the enhancements. Are I'm minimal. just looking at the actual cost. Enhanced. Like, if you look at the cost of of 3D All Stars, it was sixty bucks. That's twenty bucks a game. How are right. they going? How are what are they going to do when they break them apart? Nineteen ninety nine, uh, yeah. and then you can get the last one. You can get Mario Galaxy two and complete <laughs> set for another twenty, you know, twenty bucks. And look, yeah. if that happens April first, I'm forking the money down that day. Yeah, I, I, I'd April buy it too. I don't April know Fools. if I play it, but I'm, I would buy it <laughs> just to yes, have it yes. in the collection. What's the Friday? Is it? Uh, it's April second, right? Yes, April second, okay. Friday. So second. So just just to support that theory, what day does the eShop refresh the most? Friday, Friday. Thursday, Thursday, oh, Thursday. The right. Nintendo games release on Friday. Yep. 
sure. Nintendo, Nintendo games that have a physical release traditionally release on Friday, but your big eShop date is Thursday. Thursday, because people want to download it at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like Monster Hunter tonight. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Mm. I would well, even not just like the smaller indie games, you know, they're available at like nine or mm-hmm. 10 in the morning on Thursdays. Yeah. Sometimes they're. You think Sometimes we might see a Nintendo? Think we might see a Nintendo Direct on April first? That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Are they gonna get us? Would you trust anything to be true? I'm not trusting any tweet <laughs> on that day. The <laughs> if first Nintendo time. came out with one and it was the ultimate troll, it'd be, I'd be sad, but it'd be hilarious. But it also would be Nintendo on brand to do it. And, oh, and totally. And, 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 yeah, and Ryan honest, Reynolds you know? of Nintendo Directs. Yes. 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 Just have Detective Pikachu do the whole thing. That would be... As Danny DeVito. Yeah. I mean, my my opinion is they have been a little bit quiet for a little bit. Monster Hunter is the big flagship game that they've been toting. This is the end of their financial year coming at the at on March 31st. April 1st is their new year. It starts their new financials. They close the book on everything else. And now they have to lay the path for the next 12 months and we do have to remember that they are predicting or their um, their their prediction numbers are that they're going to have a better year this year than last year. So considering we're not going to have another pandemic, at least we better not. Knocking on wood. They, they know something we don't know, whether it's hardware and or software. Or hardware. Well, what a segue. But, but, well, I was going to say this to, to wrap up this talk of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Nintendo did confirm this week, and this just blows and my it, mind. And it, it, it's sad that they had to confirm this. Yeah, they had to confirm this. Digital codes of Super Mario 3D All-Stars will still work after March 31st. So here's the thing. They're not getting rid of it. It's not leaving the eShop. They're just erasing the way to get to it unless you have a code. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Again, I don't they're playing 4D chess. I just they are they're they're 30 moves ahead with, mm-hmm. with themselves. Ahead yes. Right? Yes. They're, they're or Mystic Split like uh, no but you know it kind of does like could a code I'm just spitballing here could a code on a on a single card give you three downloads on Nintendo Switch Online where it's they're now separate, but this code triggers all three of them to download? I would say Ooh. yes, because yeah. I've, we, we've seen cartridges open up multiple game slots on the menu. So there yeah. you go. You Now they're separate. They're no Mega longer Man. the 3D All-Stars package. Day. They're just, you yeah. get the one you want, or you bought the code and it downloads all three. And here's Mario Galaxy 2. Listen, I can deal with so many conspiracy theories. I can't. This one just breaks my brain. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking uh, of conspiracy theories, hard yeah. right? <laughs> let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this big rumor. This was our big, most voted on topic of the week. And this would be getting into our rumors category a little bit. Well, we do have a little more news, but we're already here since Justin segued so nicely. So let's talk about it. Bloomberg uh, reportedly uh, talked about this week that an upgraded Nintendo Switch with the new NVIDIA graphics chip will be available this year with a price upwards of $399. Uh, they all, they did quote in the article as well a price, a possible price of $349. Uh, 
uh, if Nintendo was really trying to hone in on getting a value to people, but they believe $399 or up is where it will land. This, of course, is um, one of yet more rumors swirling about a Switch Pro or Super Nintendo Switch or I like that you name. Call it. You said I that don't. on our podcast. The Super Switch. I love that. Yeah, the Super Nintendo Switch. Uh, we'll have NVIDIA chip with the DL- DLSS technology to upscale and up-res, do a 4K and all that. Uh, Casey, what do you think, man? Uh, we have, I feel like every week is another version of this rumor. I feel like every week we talk about this on the show. And I, honestly, I feel like at the point everybody's talking about this to the point that we've kind of beat it to death. Yeah. But every I predicted week there's it first. just a... There's it's a true. little, Tim did. it's like, it's like, there's a little more, a, another little crumb, right? Like here's a little, another little morsel. I mean, it's obviously going to happen. They've been talking about it for a long time. Like let's, uh, and if you want to give me more news about it, cool. Uh, I'm again, like you said, you know, high hopes, low expectations. Uh, and we talked about it too. If it's going to be 720, people were mad that it's 720p on a seven inch screen. And, you know, people are not going to be happy with it no matter what. Okay, the internet will not be happy with it no matter what. The same people that, you know, enjoy video games and Nintendo products will be happy because it's Uh, time for an update. As a developer, I think if they did go with 1080p in the handheld mode, would upset developers now having to code for four possible modes instead of just two or three. So I, I didn't know that would be an issue too. And then, well, and also you would know it's like, and you like said it to the, me like too. The iPhone iPad problem. And then they started changing oh. the aspect ratios of iPhones. Got it. And, you know, iPhone developers have. Well, and the human, can, the human eye can't really tell the difference, right? Like, to be honest, at, at that size of a screen. 720p on a handheld screen is absolutely fine. Yeah. I, and, and I, you know, I love the, like a pixel game, so it doesn't really matter to me. Like, I'm not like I don't need my system to chug. I want art. I like the art of games, so I want I need you my to my Picross wow games in 8K. Yeah, I need them in 8K. I need them <laughs> in VR 8K. I need the Hololens on the Switch. Holodeck. Uh, now oh, the Hololens, yes, beam me up, <laughs> Scotty. Um, yeah, I. Cool. I think Bloomberg's putting it out, but I also think it's like the NFL when things are slow, they make hype and they create drama. So being, I'm a huge Seahawks fan, Pacific Northwest, and everyone, I don't know if you guys follow sports balls at all. Um, everyone's like, Russell Wilson's going to get traded. Russell Wilson's going to get traded. And if anybody that paid attention to any of the first thing I said, I want to stay in Seattle. No, 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 no one, everyone misses that point, right? Like, Nintendo said they're going to be everyone. This is kind of common knowledge. We're going to make a new system. And if there's an agreement with NVIDIA, you can see the, the trail. When Nintendo is ready to announce it, they'll announce it. I think with the Pokemon Legends Arcus and the Zelda 2, they'll announce it near the holiday season because that Pokemon Legends looks like it's going to push the system. Mm-hmm. And it, it's time. Like, I, I, just a survey. How many of you play your, do you play your system more handheld or docked? I am a docked person. Thanks. Yeah, I, my, I used when I used to be mostly handheld, but uh, since but uh, for the last year and a half, I've been almost exclusively docked. Handheld. So See, I want to get those uh, controllers. The I can't remember the brand that you told me about for the Joy-Con. The Binbok. The Binbok. Bin yeah, I need to get those. That's, That's you. on my to-do list. Thank you. Because you're tight. Oh, and, they're so good. Um, 
They are so good. I, I have buddies, though, that have now just they were like, oh, I bought another dock. Right. So they have it in multiple spots in their house, which I think is the great move. I'm oh, hoping. Yeah, I have three docks, two in this room. <laughs> right. There you go. Do you think they make a new dock, too? Or is it going to be, you, you already have a dock, now you just need a new. I think uh, the smart move system. that Nintendo goes with is they sell two SKUs. You okay. get a uh, you get a um, beginner's model comes with everything, three ninety nine, because obviously it all has to be in the the if, if they go with the same model uh, that they've been going and they're not just giving us a home console only Switch Pro, right. uh, then it obviously has to it all has to be contained in the handheld device itself. Right. So what they do is they give you the dock. Joy Cons, all that for three ninety nine, or they sell you a uh, one uh, a, or a, a two fifty version, two forty nine ninety nine. That's just the tablet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, crates. I don't think they're going to do that at all. I think, I think Nintendo, in my opinion, right now is basically creating the iPhone model. Right. You have the iPhone, mm-hmm. you have the regular iPhone, right? The mom pa go in for you have the iPhone mini and you have the iPhone max, but your majority of your marketplace is the, is, the, is the core iPhone, right? That middle of the road one, the one that we all have, there's a specialty market for light and there's a specialty market for pro or max, right? And your, your yeah. sales are going to, are going to be there. The max is not going to replace or, or the switch pro switch, super switch is not going to replace the, the switch, Right. It it's is going to be upgrade. It's going to be your upgrade. You're like, hey, I want, I want the better graphics. I want the better system. Cool. So when mom, pa go in to the shop, they have three SKUs to choose from. That's it. You're either light, right, where you, where you're only docked, or sorry, where you're only handheld. You have the core model like we have, or we have this one, which is what you know. I don't know if you want to call it like the pro gamer one, right, where it's right. higher graphics, higher that, but and the same cartridge works for all of them. And I do right. think you're right. Like uh, Pokemon Arctis, that is going to chug on the other ones. You're going to see these games that are being stretched. Whereas when we put that on the Super Pro Switch or whatever, boom, there you go. Easy, yeah, yeah, easy peasy. Same thing with the new 3DS. You know, we yeah. Yeah. worked on the old one, sometimes not well. Yeah, right. but they work. Or the PlayStation 4 with the PlayStation yeah, 4 when, Pro. Right. Like I was watching someone that was playing a PS4. They put in, uh, it was like a launch year, and they put in GTA 5, and it sounded like, like a. Uh, leaf blower in the room. Yeah. I, the motor was going. Um, I totally, could, I agree. I think Nintendo and Apple are very similar in mm-hmm. how they kind of operate. And like, yeah, we're going to do our thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, and this is just how we do things. Yeah, and Nintendo's and not going to put earbuds in their box either. Not yet. Um, I hope. <laughs> I would love to get some wireless headphones. That's been that, the AirPods because I use Apple TV have been a life changer when I want to watch like my shows and everyone's asleep on my big TV. Uh, I would love for Nintendo to do something with Bluetooth speakers on this pro as well. Um, but yeah, I could see it being the, like an S right. And then I, I think we're moving away and Microsoft's kind of showing this with the series X, right? I think we're going to move away from big new system launches and it's just going to be gradual upgrades every year. Yeah. Right. That's it, yeah. It's, it's part of our new dystopian future. There's going to be mm-hmm. no more physical discs. Boxes are just, they're basically PCs with your company's flair and style. And, and this is like the, like, this is the tail end of everybody talking about specs, specs, specs. And I, I mean, like if I'm a developer, I care about the specs, but I just want to know the games. Like I'm here for the games and I'll enjoy the hardware when I get to the hardware. I don't know how you guys feel. I obviously, Jesse, it's very different for you because you're wanting to know how the inner workings are. 
I just want to experience the game. Like I want, I want the thing, right? Yeah. I don't care. G- give me the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, go I ahead, Marty. Moving forward, I, I want, I want good games, but I also want the capability for all games to be played on whatever platform I want them on. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. Cr- like, cross uh, console play for everything. Well, no, like yeah, I want. I mean, that like too. if if I if Bethesda wants to bring out Doom, whatever comes after Doom Eternal, I don't want to wait a year after it comes out. Doom to play Infinity. It on, to play it on Nintendo, right? Like, right. I would like to just I would like it to be able to keep up, but I also think that one area that companies are going to have to address. Uh, moving forward. And this was seen this week uh, as the PlayStation 3 and the Vita shops were talked about being shut down yeah. or the PSP shop was be- talked about being shut down is that there is a large and growing larger subsection of people who are saying we have got to address uh, archiving of games. Sure. Like how are we going to continue to play the games that I love? Like when I'm when I'm 60 years old, I'm probably still going to be playing video games. That's 20 years from now. I, I hope I'm still here. You know, I, like I hope that I'm still playing video games. I want to be able to play Mega Man. I want to be able to play Mega Man too, but I, I don't want to have to do that via emulation. And I don't want to have to keep rebuying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I think, but you know, so I have a, a love hate relationship with emulation because emulation is really important game preservation and i think it should be i think the to emulate your own game should will become easier and if you keep owning digital like i want the actual hard file when i buy a digital game like give me a place where i can put the file on a hard drive like if i so i'm i'm downloading monster hunter rise tonight right and i might love that there's going to be iterations but if i'm done with it i want to be able to click and drag and this is in my hard drive like i have this forever and if i want to upload it back onto a new system of some sort in the future i can not it's tied to your eShop for right. that system and if that system ever dies you can't play monster hunter rise 15 years from now as long as well unless the eShop stays alive forever and then i'm in that ecosystem right but that, i don't want to depend on that either cuz you never Which know what's that didn't happen. happen i mean we sunsetted the Wii eShop yeah. Right. That's my big fear. I've been burnt. Right. I don't want to have to do this again. Like look at all the other companies. Right. They're respecting that the gamers want to keep their games. Microsoft or PC. Look at Steam. Right. Mm -hmm. And Steam's doing some really cool stuff. I don't know if you guys saw like the gaming with friends thing they just did. Nope. Okay. So certain game titles, if they're co-op games, if your friend doesn't even have a Steam account, you can play with them co-op. No, they don't even have to have Steam. You just have to have a computer. So if like I wanted to play, uh, I think it was like the death. What's the Death to Canada game? There's a game like to fight death, your fight. Oh, Death Road to Canada. Death yeah. Road to Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to play that two player with a buddy and you don't have a Steam account, you can though if your buddy has it. Uh, that was just like one of them. I think Cuphead was on there too. They were the nice. cover arts for that. So which is a phenomenal game that everybody should yeah. play. Um, so uh, yeah, I it, and I want more. Like you were saying. With, you know, titles like I, I would like to be able to play the new Doom game, but I understand exclusivity. Thank you. Hard word. Did it. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Um, that like with Octopath, which I love. And I know, Jesse, I you're an Octopath uh, believer as well, correct? Oh, I bought it, but never played it. 
<laughs> what are you doing? We got we have to talk. Octopath, I love, 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 love Octopath. I think but now it's getting that he he played it and liked it. Yeah, it's I, I'm replaying it right now. I hundred percent it, and I'm very tempted to do it again because I want to write a review. Anyway, uh, uh, they like I, just that's recently, on, I just downloaded it on Xbox it was on Game Pass. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. It's on Game Pass, right? <laughs> so now, like that was the Switch. It was an exclusive for a year, mm-hmm. and I think you're gonna see more of that. Like this console has it for the first year, and then it's gonna come to these other things. Like Monster Hunter Rise is supposed to come to PC next year. Mm-hmm. And I. Well, Go ahead. Well, Sorry. yeah, and we're—I mean—we're seeing that as well, right? I think of you know, uh, Fall Guys is a great example, right? Basically, mm-hmm. one-year ex- exclusivity with with PlayStation, right? I think we're going to see Bug Snacks come over, right? You know, so like, yeah, yeah, these exclusive these exclusivity agreements are not shocking, right? We've seen some actually just that rolled out from Stadia recently, right? So Bomberman Online sixty four, El Hijo, right? Like these things that have come up and the exclusivity deals done, right? They're going to start rolling, so right. Absolutely. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I think that uh, if you're sitting here uh, on the show uh, in 2022 and it's this week, uh, we're we're holding a brand new switch model in our hands. If we're uh, if we're lucky, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm 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 pretty convinced that that okay. we are uh, at this point. Uh, other big news that this week I want to throw out here, and, let, and let's have a discussion about this. Niantic and Nintendo are teaming up again to create another mobile application uh, game, if you want to call it that. Uh, the first in a series of apps that was announced that the two companies are going to develop together. Uh, and this app that is coming out globally later in 2021 has been revealed to be a brand new Pikmin app. Uh, that has something to do with going out and taking walks and meeting Pikmin. Don't know. Just <laughs> what I wanted. Yeah. They, they I mean, read my mind. Hey, guys, I, I just want you to know, welcome to Pikmin 4. Yeah. You're welcome. Game of the year. No, we'll we'll development All will this my, time. Will my Pokemon Go kilometers walk work? Simultaneously, yeah. My Pikmin kilometers. Uh, Can I still get my egg hatches? That's I'm important. I'm gonna to me. bet that you're gonna have to pick or choose, Jesse. Oh no, I doubt it. We'll find out. The Pokemon only. That's like if if they have if they split their base like that. Yeah. So here's so here's a really interesting thing that that I do think you know we're all having a laugh about it, but but what has what will happen is that this has just moved Pikmin from like a C tier Nintendo IP. To like a B to A tier Nintendo IP, because of the association, because the association with Niantic, everyone is going to want to poke in and be like, "Oh, that Pokemon Go thing! Oh, remember? Like, think about how big that took the world by storm." Now, yes, I know it's an IP, but I think it's going to draw more interest to the IP for Pikmin, and I think it's a very interesting move. I see you're all like thinking I'm crazy pants right here. Yeah, no, I don't think you're crazy pants. I think it's gonna, (laughs) I I think it's gonna do uh, good. I think people are going to be into it. I think it, but I don't think that this elevates Pikmin as a, as a, to another tier for Nintendo, because uh, at least in most of the other games that Nintendo has published so far, it's had something to do with the type of game that it already is. Yeah. Like Mario run had something to do with the type of game Mario is Mario Kart, of course, um, animal crossing was about camping in RVs. Uh, and collecting things and building yeah. things. Uh, this is about walking around and finding Pikmin in the grass, right? 
Yeah, little 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 so, little things moving around, just like yeah. Do we know that, or are we assuming that? I'm making assumptions there, Tim, but I'm willing to bet you, Mister Archives, that I'm right. It's going to be a little <laughs> find the find the Pikmin running around in the grass. Find them on these things. There's only how stuff. many Pikmin though? Like six. There's right? a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's like six type of Pikmin. So uh, it's like, well, all right, it's the end of the day two. You found all the Pikmin. Good job. You beat the sorry, game. Sorry, you, you guys can't imagine like the, it's a situation where you collect Pikmin. You you play as Olimar. You run around. You open up your AR and you see one of those like creatures. Those like those things that kind of look like weird shaped mangoes with legs and eyes. Right. And you it fight comes, it and you fight it and you choose which of the which of the Pikmin that you send forward off of your base that you have had to collect around as you're walking around. Right. And then they in AR fight this thing. That would be interesting. I'd and be- then it and then it collects like it pet dies, and now all of a sudden you get their carcass or whatever, and you get more. Like you're you're literally building your little Pikmin army on your phone that you have to deploy to attack a creature running around. I guess would there be base building too? That's got to be like the other. Listen, Casey, I just came up with this a minute ago. I don't know if there'll be base building. All right, if you want there to be, why not? Sure, <laughs> I don't know. Hey man, wasn't that, hey man, wasn't that the premise of Minecraft <laughs> Earth? And I thought that's already dead. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't. I, I that was where I said, look, it, it's got to have these layers because everyone's already Pokemon Go's kind of been. This is the standard now. Like my wife's yep. really into Harry Potter, yeah, and she got the Harry Potter Niantic game, and she was really into that for a while. And she's like, it's just Pokemon, just it's a better game, and she loves Harry yep. Potter more. She's a big Harry Potter fan. And I was like, yeah, it is a better game because it's cooler because Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but I I like the idea of battling the monster, but. I, I don't think it would take it to an A tier. I think if the Nintendo wants to move it to an A tier, they have to make a really good Pikmin new title for the Switch. Yeah, yeah. like you got to make you got to make more of the games. I agree um, with that too. I'm I'm wondering if the partnership with DNA is no more, or if they're still doing something else. Oh, that's we haven't heard from them point. in a while. Yeah, and you know that Zelda game that they said was coming, like they were like within the next couple of years. Oh yeah, never showed up. No, it didn't. I forgot there was supposed to be a Zelda phone game. The the mobile the mobile strategy they deployed was a stopgap for their survival between the Wii U and the Switch. And it was to appease investors to basically say like cuz they're like, "Well, the Wii U is desperately failing and you're losing money. You why do you not start throwing your stuff onto mobile phones?" And they're yeah, like, "All okay, of our kids sure. play on phone." Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I just wonder it makes me wonder Looking back on that, Justin, as you bring up that, that's a fantastic point. Uh, was Metopia originally planned for phones? That makes sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Pro- well, that's, yeah, that could be. I mean, that, th- there was, that was like the first one, right? That was even before. No, that was Mitomo. No, Mitomo. Mitopia is the oh, yeah, yeah. game. That's it's right. kind of like a, a takeoff on the Find Me uh, yeah. thing from 3DS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great I don't question. know. Like names are too just, similar. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a huge Pikmin fan. And I'm not a huge Pokemon Go fan. So this this announcement doesn't do a lot for me. But uh, the only the only risk that I think Nintendo has here is this: is that they risk if this does come out and it is a big hit among their like OG fan base, like their hardcore fan base, that they risk splitting the Pokemon Go money train. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm worried about what the game if the gameplay is going to be 
how that's going to work. Because like I, I I play Pokemon Go every day, but I very rarely walk distances. I you know do I normally drive from location to location to do what I want to do. Uh, so I'm not you know w- will I be able to do that with Pikmin or not? And we'll we'll have to have to find out. Right. Tim, I deeply appreciate your work as our as our individual who does our archives. Literally, I'm seeing it come up in Discord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Ibisol says Nianta Games Ingress is greater than Pokemon is greater than Harry Potter. I, I tried Ingress like bef- before Pokemon Go's launch just to see what it was about, and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Dude, people were going into, like, getting electrocuted from that game because they were actually putting electric fences up on their territory. Ingress has some interesting, like, people got really into it when it was out. Um, I, I, I don't, if, like, I don't think Nintendo wants competing IPs. I could also see this not working out, too. And then being like, yeah, let's just bag the project. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to learn what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, well, and it's since we're direct. orbiting this this area, uh, we've got some stuff here in our notes about Pokemon Go uh, that there's been a change to a quest, and this is the one, the all-in-one uh, number one fifty-one. It re- rewards you with an encounter with a shiny Mew. Uh, they've actually taken this and made it simpler. Uh, originally, it was to uh, spend one hundred fifty-one unique Pokestops, and now it's just been changed to spend one hundred fifty-one Pokestops. Uh, so for those of you who are uh, lazy and just walking back and forth between like the same five, there you go. You're going to get shiny Mew. <laughs> or, nice. Or, or, or you live in Marty's town. Right. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, like there's like, you know, five Pokestops around here. Uh, other requirements for the third page of this quest remain the same. Uh, that's including reaching level 40, completing 151 field research tasks, walking 151 kilometers, and also catching 1,510 Pokemon. So you know, those last two will take a while. Yep. I'm not even uh, that far yet. I'm still trying to catch 30 of every type. Also, uh, game release update, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, which may now actually have the longest title for any game on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm sure some people will correct me on that if I'm wrong. Has been given a release date of May 25th here in the States. Uh, and that's sure to make some people excited uh, because that just simply means there's life in the series and Shin Megami Tensei 5 is being worked on and will come at a later date. Uh, and just this week, uh, we can just kind of talk about this. Uh, I just kind of want to go around and ask if anybody's still playing this. Animal Crossing New Horizons celebrated one year uh, of being out uh, by doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, you got a cake. You got, you got a, cake. a cake. And on the day of your first like day on the island, Isabel didn't even bother to say, hey, we've been here a year. Nope. Just more crap about her favorite TV shows and her socks. What are you doing, <laughs> Nintendo? Um, I felt like this was a huge miss mm-hmm. for them not to lean into something that had been, y'all, how hot was Animal Crossing this time last year? Mm-hmm. Oh well, Animal Crossing. When I think of COVID, I'm gonna always think of Animal Crossing. That's yeah. gonna be like my bit. That and Tiger King. Those are my like two like. Yeah. That that was the fun part of COVID, and then COVID got really bad and worse and sad. Like from yep. there on. But think um, about this: like in in a world last year where we were sitting in 
so much uncertainty and unrest and fear and everything. Along comes Animal Crossing and is the balm to our wounds, right? And Mm -hmm. here we are a year later and people have built amazing things with it. Mm -hmm. There's this fantastic community that's come up around it. And there's literally nothing programmed into the game to acknowledge a year. Nintendo does Nintendo barely tweets about it and you get a cake. Not even on the day, like a few days ahead of time. And there it is. Boom, it's and, a cake. And watch the April 1st Nintendo Direct coming to Animal Crossing paid DLC. That season pass is coming. They've reached that one year limit. They've done a whole circle. It, you are going to see a season pass for Honestly, right Justin, away. Yeah. I know that the, I know you're talking the business side of this. It makes absolute no sense for them not to cause people to pay for things in this game. Mm-hmm. It is on its way to becoming the number one selling game on Nintendo Switch if it hasn't already. And remember, they have positioned every single one of their monthly updates on Twitter as this month's free update. You keep saying it that way because eventually it stops becoming free. Honestly, if they will offer me paid DLC that allows me to bring other notable animal people to my island like Rossetti, like Brewster, like... uh, The the police dog, is that Brewster? Yeah, yeah, the police dogs. uh, Brewster is the owl with the coffee. That's right, the coffee shop, Yeah. yeah. Digby and all the people that they've introduced in the last few, you know, the hair salon stuff. If they would do that, I'm buying it day one. And so is everybody else who loves Animal Crossing. Maybe another DLC, not to give them any ideas, but another DLC would be to basically unlock the events of the first year based on this calendar date. So people can time travel to Turkey Day, whatever they want, et cetera. Uh Oh, yeah. I'm really hoping they're going to put guns in this update. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's, goes, that's what Animal Crossing needs. Yeah, that, that totally goes along with my uh, with my whole uh, Musu game idea, Justin. You know, yeah. uh, Animal Crossing Night of the Living Gyroid. Yeah, uh, exactly. The gyroids rise up and you, you plow through armies of, of um, bloodthirsty gyroids with all the Animal Crossing characters with swords and hammers and guns. Yeah. I, 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 I was just hoping like what happens, like my imagination is all of a sudden like your Tom Nook, you've got like shotgun. It's just a dark scene at night. And that freaking hoppy, the bunny starts walking around and your job is to hunt him, hunt him like a madman. Like it is a game of sport and that he is your prey. Right. And he's like, and Tom Nook's like putting on like army makeup and like mud yeah, he's got like a knife that he just licks awkwardly, right? Like, I mean, that's the game I want to see. And then he, yeah. <laughs> that's what no, that dock no. is for, because a ship comes to pick you up to go to that special that's exactly, island. It's, there you go. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 Nook Island murder package. So, but this is, this is what I was talking about. We have no idea what Nintendo does. They do what Nintendo does, that, and that is we have no idea what Nintendo does. We expect a one-year anniversary for Animal Crossing. Do we get it? We get a cake. So <laughs> you would think with all the millions of people, not the millions and millions of fans that have Animal Crossing, that you think Nintendo would jump on and do something for. 
especially if they're going to do DLC, you would think they would want to hype it up Animal Crossing even more, having a celebration, all that kind of stuff, but they didn't. This reminds me of the, you think they would release more DLC tracks and characters for Mario Kart 8. Uh, Yep, exactly. And here we are. How many years or Mario Party original release of it? Yeah, I mean, it's Mario uh, Party was the the one that baffled me the most was like they had only so much stuff in that game. And you and they were talking about DLC at that point. They were like, oh, yeah, we want to be we want to look at our games and do more DLC around it and all that kind of stuff. And everybody's like, where the heck is the Mario Party DLC? Nowhere to be found. So it, Nintendo does baffling things, but yet they still do other things that are like, yeah, we, you know, we're cheer, we cheer for because we're fans of it. So, but other things were just baffled. You are exactly right. Well, guys, that is our news for this week. Let's discuss GameStop for just a minute. Uh, So eight members of the GameStop board of directors are set to leave in June 2021. This includes Reggie Fizami, who just joined last March, and also former Activision executives. What's going on? It's it's almost like GameStop doesn't want input from people in the games industry anymore. Well, we don't... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we don't we don't know that for sure because they are being replaced by eight new members. We don't know who those new members are, so that's tough to say. Um, I don't. The articles I've read don't indicate like they've been fired from the board. They're deciding to retire from the board. Yeah, so Reggie, Reggie was retiring. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I think this may have been a stopgap, right? I think when you think of the time last year. Um, the troubles that GameStop was going through, they needed something to kind of provide stability to their shareholders and their audience showing that GameStop was still going to survive. And I think signing Reggie, like it's almost like signing a contract with like a player for one year, right? To help restabilize it. And I think like Reggie was kind of like the, you know, let's bring in LeBron James and stabilize the team sports ball. Right. And so I think that's really what the equivalent of that was. And it was kind of like, we have a one year, contract in time with you um and then he's like yeah, i'm i'm out marty are you gonna yeah I'm this wrong? is kind of like no no um, no uh this is exactly like every year around january or february uh hulk hogan or the rock or edge or some old uh wwe superstar from days gone by who Woo! are like multi-champion multi-time champions shows up and they begin the road to WrestleMania, right? Mm -hmm, And there's going to be this high profile match at WrestleMania where, you know, the new guy that they're trying to get over that they're trying to christen as the new, the new hotness is going to go up against the old guard. Right. Right. Uh, It happened years ago when Hulk Hogan and the rock wrestled each other. It happened when Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels and the undertaker. Uh, And so that's exactly what it is. GameStop thought let's bring in recognizable faces. We need a shot in the arm. Who can we get Reggie? Reggie knows business. Reggie knows pizza. Reggie Reggie knows Nintendo. Gamers love pizza. Gamers love Nintendo. Gamers love Reggie. But yeah. I think that they it just kind forgot of, that the part about gamers don't necessarily love GameStop. 
Right. It's gone over about as well as a wet fart in an elevator. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Reggie has given it his all. He's get, like he's done everything I feel like he probably knew to do or could do given because we don't really know like the 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 extents of his power. Right. Yeah. And that was my so, guess to this was that I think uh, their direction and where they're going is why these people are leaving. They don't agree with it or it's going in a different direction than they thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. As when they originally came on. So they probably had the choice. Do you want to stay on and help with this new direction, whatever that may be, with uh, what sounds like what we've been reading could be the whole uh, Chewy.com type thing? Yeah. Uh, do you want to stay on board and help with that or 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 not? You know, and, and if they don't agree and they don't feel like their voice is being heard, then they, they move on. I'm so reading that's from- I think that's where they go. That's why yeah. those people are leaving. Couple things I want to do here. I'm reading, I'm reading from GameIndustry.biz uh, regarding Reggie Fizami to leave uh, GameStop board. The retailer notes: turnover on, among our board may disrupt our operations, our strategic focus, or our ability to drive stockholder value. If we fail to attract and retain new skilled personnel for our board, our business and growth prospects could distribute uh, could disrupt our operations and have a material adverse effect on our operations and business. The last year. The company posted a net loss of $215.3 million for the year. Which is why my GameStop closed. Yep. And that's still with over $5 billion of revenue. Correct. Right. Um, So... Yeah, they're, 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 you know, we've talked about before the slow death of GameStop, which I do believe is slowly coming, but it is death by a thousand cuts. Casey, what are you thinking there? Agree, disagree? Um... I think Reggie's 60 years old and he's tired of working. To be yeah, honest I think, with you. I think I, there's that too. Yeah. And I think that with everything with the stock market, if so imagine you're if you're in that spot, like sometimes it's the most obvious choice, right? For the obvious reason. In that if I was on a board and my stock was going to 500 one day, the 90, the influx, it's creating a lot of stress in a workflow environment. And there's all this talk of what we're going to do. And there's all these people hedging their bets that the company will collapse. I don't really want to go there. So either if I'm 60, am I spinning my wheels because we're going to try to make this company work? Or can I go enjoy my time with my three kids as they get older or as they maybe become the grandfather, right? I don't know what Reggie's got in his personal life. We don't talk that much anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, like I, I get like, I worked at GameStop. Uh, I have a very checkered video game pass. And I have good memories of working there while I was getting my master's to become a teacher. And uh, it, 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 and the model has to change too. Like they talk about being a, they they could be a change of guard. They could the guy the chewy guy could have a plan, right? Let's say let's. I always try to want to think of this as a positive too. Let's say a good thing's going to happen instead. We want them. We don't. We want them to fail. And I get why people want them to fail because pre-ordering games and there's bad experiences with GameStop. But I also think I've had a lot of good experiences in my GameStop because that was the local place you could go and talk video games, mm-hmm. right? It was a place that. Kids in the community knew you if you were in the GameStop, right? So real quick on that topic, I want to say I don't want them to close because I learned my lesson from Toys R Us. I miss Toys R Us. I don't want to miss GameStop. I want them to stay there. Yes, evolve. I want them to evolve. So here's the idea. They can take it from me. Okay. And this would be my prediction if you want to put it in your books. There is going to be either a place as a hangout where people could be a land center, right? There's going to be GameStops to shift to that. 
There has to be less GameStops, too. Some's tried to go to that model before the fire. Mm-hmm. That was Reggie's time. idea. <laughs> right. Before the, yes, before the, the before times. And I think that could still be a shift. I also think with retro games and them taking in SNES and other old games as trades, what you do to certain ship or stores, instead of making them a flagship store, they're a retro store. Right. So, hey, this GameStop sells retro games and it acts as a warehouse for our old retro stuff. This GameStop is where our new releases are, our new systems, new console. But if you're looking to talk trade-ins and you hear that's this store and it's a different business practice model, but stores with the new, the new, new, as the kids say, that's where you're hanging out. That's where you're playing. Like It has to evolve. Right. So maybe they're doing something like that. And maybe they're trying to be a big online retailer that just focuses on online games and become the Amazon online games, even though Amazon's jumping in that space and Amazon's the Amazon of that. But I, I also think back to, I said, Reggie's old. He's 60. Like if I'm 60, I'm set. I've been the CEO of Nintendo. I'm good. Like I can mm-hmm. retire peacefully and do whatever I want. He's going to go back inside and play some more Animal Crossing on his new Nintendo 3DS. Yes. Yeah. He's going to do whatever he wants. After he uh, fights it away from Bill Trinan. The other part of it that I want to just kind of make a commentary on is is for Casey's perspective. And why we may also be seeing such a high amount of people leave is that they were most likely paid in stocks and shares, not cash. And they most likely came in when Reggie came in back in March. It was like $3. And how much is it now? Even now, it's. Um, it, can, anyone, can we do a quick check on in that? the okay. 150s? I can. I'll so it is 183 today. So most likely, they are. You get to cash out your stocks when you leave. Yeah. So everyone goes. You know what? Now is a great time to yeah, leave. It's 183 now, but it, it opened at a 120, so it still had a 60 points. Right. Today. And they were, and they were probably, they were probably, you know, you were probably, it's kind of like a, everyone can get off the bus, but only at one time, at one specific stop. Right. So they Wait, all, it, it all was probably like, you were allowed to leave. You're allowed to say you're dismissing from the sure. board effective this date. What did it open at? I did 120. Me, Jesse. 120. So usually in the morning, because the day traders can't trade during the middle of the night because of the whole Robinhood stuff, it starts off lower. I, I don't know how much you guys have been following that, but that's like, that's been the shift. Off and, and on. Off and on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to follow. It's, it's gambling. But yeah. yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, but no, you're absolutely went, right. They're, they're cashing I, out. <laughs> yeah. I just went to like a one month uh, view. They were in the uh, t- mid 200s uh, three weeks ago. March 24th, it bottomed to 120 yesterday, and then it's going up again. And, and if they're, if they bought, if they bought in, and again, March 24th is when they announced that when it was announced yeah. that Reggie was not going to be around anymore. Yeah. And when, like you said, like they, they, they can cash out, they're all like selling out is awesome. I don't care mm-hmm. if people say, like, people are like, oh, he's sold out. No, it, I will sell out in a heartbeat if it pays me for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. let me do it. Like, cause, at the end of the day, I care about I'm providing anything for my loved ones. What was yep. that? Notch says hi. Notch, yeah, yeah, Notch, good for him. Like, yeah, <laughs> I make, I get it, I get it. Like, you, you made a really awesome thing. You're done with it, and you can enjoy the rest of your days. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you? Just yeah. pay me. Take. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for our Nintendo Dead stock to rise. Yeah, and then so you're I out. Finally, right, so you're finally out cash here. out. Yeah. Well, here's here's uh, where I think we kind of wrap this up. 
Uh, unfortunately, for people like Tim and I uh, and others who don't want to see GameStop crash and burn, uh, that's what's going to happen. Uh, and as Justin said, it's not anything that they're doing right now, per se. It's really death by a thousand cuts. It's it's things that they didn't do or things that they did do in the past that have put them in the position where it's kind of like nosedive, tailspin, whatever you want to call it. And it's really hard to pull the plane out of yeah, that at and, this point. And COVID did not help them last year with a ma- no. with the major console releases and not being able to or, in, or allowed to go into stores to pick it up and yet rather like, hey, it's being shipped to our door, Amazon or, or some of the other, like I think you buy directly from Microsoft, sorry, directly from PlayStation, they ship to you, I believe, right? Yeah. Like, like and, the tra- Microsoft the f- also sold directly as well. Yeah, the foot traffic that you would normally have going into a store was not there, right? Because you're going to go in the store and you're going to pick up another controller. You're going to pay the warranty, like all those upsells that help them make their money. And that's not there. So they lost out. They lost out big. The best case scenario for them right now, potentially, to kind of pull this out of the nosedive is that Nintendo Switch does Nintendo Switch XL Pro does indeed launch this year. We are out of COVID and people can actively go into a game shop. Right. Also, the other part of it is that Sony has enough stock that it actually hits the shelves. And that's where you find the supplies. Those are the best case scenarios is that those stocks become available. People can get them and you might be able to see GameStop uh, GameStop survive longer. And again, let me be clear. I don't want GameStop to die. I think there's a value. I think there's a there's a market it plays. But if you look at the sheer economics and the business perspective of it, they have to evolve or else they are going to be sliced and diced. And they need to evolve how they run their operations as well, because they Mm -hmm. they appears from the outside looking in that they have not. So Mm -hmm. and from listening to other people who have worked there in bad stores or badly run stores or badly run regions, you know, uh, that was not a happy place. If you listen to any of the stories on Camelot's YouTube channel. Right. So, yeah. So there's this, uh, yeah, it's not overall, you know, like Casey, you had a good experience working there, but yeah, we were also number one. Yeah. I've heard other stores that were not uh, or other employees who who used to work there who just, I I just feel bad for the, for the people who work at ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no GameStop. It's the GameStop. Like, so there's two in a town about 30 minutes over they're going to stick around, but I mean, here's a manager that's losing her position. Yeah. Here's uh, long-term employees. I mean, people who have literally worked there for the last eight years that I've lived in this town, yeah. uh, you know, minus a few seasonal employees or come and goes. There's, there's some people who, when I walk through the door, they'd be like, Hey Marty, how's yep. it going? Yeah. Same with mine. Uh, it's the and, best feeling. Best yep. feeling when they know you're and Like they knew, oh, oh, you're in to pick up the Nintendo switch or, Oh, you're here to pick up. You're, you're going to pre-order the new Nintendo switch game. Yes, I am. And they would have like, they would have the transaction ready by the time I made it from the door to the point of sale. And that's what you're going to miss. Uh, and, and, and like all the people who are like celebrating, like, Oh, GameStop, it's the evil empire. Well, where are you going to go now to buy board, video games? You're either going to go to you're either going to go to the evil empire of Walmart or Target or Amazon or Best Buy, or you're going to go to. Uh, I mean, we're better. all married. We're you're all married, go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to Target, and you're going to see your wife three hours later with like a cart full of three hundred dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> like we, and and then you're going to sneak but your video in, game in there. Therein That's lies the issue. Therein lies the <laughs> issue. Okay, so Casey, like I live in a town of seven thousand people. We have a Walmart and two other grocery stores. 
if Walmart doesn't put games out, then I drive 30 minutes to get to the next town where there's yeah. one Walmart, a Target, a Best Buy. And what happens if uh, I don't like what happens when Nintendo Switch Pro comes out and I don't make it there in time to stand in line and pre-order? Because now I can't pick it up. I can't do that in my hometown anymore because True. I'm not trusting Walmart for a pre-order. Right. How I'm do you not trusting the internet to there's get a pre-order. Called Amazon. They're pretty cool. Um, yeah, they, they do some stuff. Which is great, is unless, a, which is great unless you're like me and you're sitting in your office to record this podcast because you don't have internet at your house. Shoot. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And I also so I guess what I'm quest. saying is, is that what this ends up doing yeah. is it ends up hurting GameStop really expanded into rural areas That's where there true. wasn't an access to stuff like this for the past little bit. Uh, you know, like growing yeah. up, we didn't have game. Like the, I knew the game store was an hour away. And oh, so like I could like I could go to the mall that was 30 minutes to an hour away and I could get a game when we went. It wasn't like, hey, let's pop over and get it right now. It was a special uh, thing. It was a special thing. So then when GameStop expanded into rural areas, it really opened that world up. And now you've got kids who are sitting on like systems they want to trade in, mounds of games, things like that. And and here's the crazy thing is that out of the two GameStops that I have available in the next town over 30 minutes away, they trans they're like, we're transferring all the pre-orders at this store to the one that's farthest away from here. Wow. Why would they do that? That's another dumb corporate GameStop decision. Yeah. Yeah, so then I think about the I'm people. Surprised, you know, the decisions of which stores to close because you had one in your area. I have four within a 10 or 15 minute drive. They could easily close two of them and everyone will still have access to a GameStop yep. because there's still yeah. the other two stores. I can beat you. There are two, or sorry, there are three in our city. Two of them are within one kilometer of each other. Yes. They're literally, they're, no, yeah. they're literally in the same mall. One is on the inside of the mall. One is on the outside of the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's two of my four. Exactly, that, that exact so, they pull, so they pull away from rural areas, mainly because, I'll tell you why, because they're not doing the per volume income like your stores are. Right. They're not putting up the same What numbers. they could do is they can work less hard in your areas and make as much money as they're making here working harder. Yes. And for clarity for the Canadians, I apologize. It is not GameStop. It's EB Games. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, eh? Sorry. At least, look, look, you still have those and you still have Toys R Us. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> True. Anyway, guys, that's our discussion topic for the evening. Let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Yes. Casey on the Nintendo Dads, guests go first, and you can talk about what we want to know what you've been playing, and you do not have to restrict this just to Nintendo games. Uh, We do understand sometimes, though, that people are under uh, playing things that are under embargo or things like that, can't talk about, and that's okay. But all the stuff you have been playing, you can talk about. We want to hear about it. What are you you playing right now? So... Should I give you guys a brief like rundown of what our podcast is for your listeners? Can I do that? Yes, sure. okay. yes absolutely. So how the podcast started was uh, years ago. It, when I graduated from college, I was I worked in broadcasting, right? And then I worked at country radio station. I produced the morning show. And I, I, it was weird because I didn't – when I did broadcast in college, it was always my thing. I was in charge. And so when I got into corporate, I was like, oh, I do not like this. 
And I went back to school to become an educator because I wanted to do something where I felt fulfilled. And I do. I love being a teacher. But I've always loved video games. I love talking about video games. And I, you know, I worked at GameStop. And we talked about it on our show. My dad worked for Nintendo uh, growing up. I was that kid, but it wasn't my uncle. It was my dad. And then he worked for EA Sports for many years, too. So I've grown up in the industry. It's in the but game. It's in the game. It's in the game. And that's when they own Square. And I, yeah, I could go on. Anyway, so I, I have a close friend from college, my co-host Shelby. We lived together in a fraternity at Washington State University, and we both became dads. You know, we were just talking about trying to make time for video games. And then we would have this text chain. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to beat all the Mega Mans. Like, I've beaten so many. So I got the Mega Man Legacy, and then I ranked them. Like, he was really interested in the conversation. And then one day, I was over at his house for, like, his daughter's, his, his youngest daughter's first birthday. And he was like, yeah, I got this mic on a whim. And then I was like, really? And I because I've been wanting to do a podcast. And my big thing, is, especially with COVID, I realized that I don't want to regret not doing something. So we're going to try. Right. And I was like, Hey, I want to do this thing. Here's my idea. Let's do a podcast about games. We want to play because Shelby has collected game of the year lists for the last 15 years. So he showed me this document that is a man. It's a manifesto. Like if people saw this thing, they'd be like, Oh, this is him. This he's nuts. Right. You're not going to play all these games. So I said, let's, let's narrow it down to 10. So the original concept of the game is we're dads. We are working professionals and we have games that we've always wanted to play that we never got enough time to. And we want to see if they still hold up. Right. So like for me, that was last year was Zelda Ocarina of Time, something I never beat in 24 years, always haunted me. And so I beat that. Right. And I, and I, I, it was great. Um, but now we've moved to what we want to do and we've been trying to find the voice of the show. So we still do the backlog challenge. We both have 10 games. The loser is going to have to go to Nintendo of America and Redmond because we live by it wearing a costume of some sort with a sign that says, I suck at video games. So whoever finishes their 10 games first this year has to do that. And we have to write 10 reviews, right? We're doing 10 written reviews. And we had some friends from the show come on and pick the games. They're from games we wanted to play forever, uh, games that we missed out on, games that we've always heard were good. And our, our, the concept of our show is if you're busy, we get it. Your gaming time is limited. So we want to tell you what's worth your time and your money. Right, your energy and your money. So we base our ratings off price point and if the game still holds up after all these years. Um, so you you might hear us talk about a game. Like I have one of the oldest games on the list right now, it's Secret of Mana. And I've been playing that with my son. So that's my segue into what I've been playing. Uh, and I don't I I have, you know, like my growing up video games would be brought home to me from my dad all the time, right? Like it was just a thing. I was really lucky. I have I had a Super Nintendo to a month and a half before everyone else did, and I had like the Japanese style red, yellow, blue uh, controller. I did not nice. purple and gray. Right, that was my like introduction to this. My Super Nintendo Super Mario World was the Japanese box, right? That's and awesome. my friends were like, "What is it?" And I was in kindergarten, and it was everyone came over because it was a, <laughs> school just started. It was my birthdays in September. So, like, I have all my whole class coming in. They're like, what is this thing? I'm like, this is called Super Nintendo. And they're like, what is And I blew everyone's mind, right? So the legend of KC and video games began there in elementary school. Uh, and uh, This kid's breaking embargoes left, right, and center. I was. Right? I was. doesn't even care. I didn't even know. Well, my dad was a quality control engineer. Yep. So he would always do the testing. And he was the head of uh, that for QNA, for Q, uh, quality control. And... Um, but Secret of Mana was something he never brought. And that was the first video game I ever bought with my own money. My dad's like, if you want this, you can go buy it at a store. Right? So, like, cue to me. Because I wanted to play it because I have the fond memories of playing Link to the Past with my dad. We beat that together as a kid. Like, I watched him. I told him we met. 
And I always thought, oh, Secret of Mana, it's it's two-player Zelda, like when you read it in Nintendo Power, right? And it is not that at all. Like, it's my son really likes Link to the Past. Secret of Mana, it's really beautiful, but it gets more credit than it deserves, mm. if I can say that. Like, I want to know why that's on the Switch Classic or Super Nintendo Classic versus Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Like, where, what's on. the embargo? Come on. Chrono Trigger is the GOAT of JRPGs, arguably. It is the, it's the Tom Brady. If you have a standard for JRPGs, Chrono Trigger. I know, and you guys were talking about it with uh, Roger, Roger, Roger Bass, yeah. and you were trying to look for your, I know, the DS version is the best one. You got, and you haven't played it, right, Justin? That's the one. No, I'm still, I'm still trying to find out where my, where it's hiding in my house oh, right man. now. I think I have, I have a Nintendo box, and I think it's packed in there. Honestly, actually. Justin, here's you the thing. Do it. I know that we rag on you for not playing some games, like uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, all that well, stuff. Well, it's garbage. Why but would you? I can't. I honestly cannot wait for you to play Chrono Trigger. It is yeah. such an amazing experience. It is timeless. Maybe, maybe that's timeless. what we should do. I should do a whole like month of that's the game I play. Yes. 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 No. I need to, I, I need to Justin, find I can it. play along with you because I haven't played it in a long time. So See, I really? have like a list of like things I wanted to campaign on this show. One was Octopath for Jesse. I think you guys double down. You make it a J, you do JRPG G, June. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I like the alliteration. I'm awfully busy in June. Can it be JRPG July? There you go. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, per- perfect. Perfect. Whatever month you prefer with the J. January, you can save it for sure. next year if you yeah, want to yeah. put it off. So you do Octopath, you do Chrono Trigger, and you guys just talk about it for a month. I think they're great. Uh, I'll, do, Mono, I'll do Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, that is a masterpiece, too, on the Switch. So I'm a huge JRPG guy. Like, Shelby and I are really balanced on there's certain things that we both like. I'm a because I'm a Mega Man guy too, like you Marty, and I think you're the same way. I like a game where I can like grind like but I'll beat it by attrition in that I'm gonna get better over a hundred runs and I'm gonna finally beat it because I'm not gonna mentally break under the game. Right? The game's not gonna break me. I'm going yeah. to figure out how to beat it. And I like JRPGs because I'm only child. And so uh learning <laughs> like reading and playing games. Hey by me myself. too Hey, all right, Chris. Awesome. Right. Good. You see, we're, we're tracking here. I'm and, not, uh, but I didn't play games with my brother. Yeah, get out of here, so. Jesse. We don't want to yeah, be here. Yeah. We don't no, care uh, about your siblings. This is the Lonely Kid Club, all right? Come on. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, so I'm playing that with my son, and that that's cool because it's this story about finishing what you started to me. When I write that right up, it'll be there. But the game, I, I have Trials of Mana for the Switch, and I'm way more excited to try that eventually. Um, but here, my my games that I'm playing, I did Luigi's Mansion 3. That was already beaten, and that's the first review on our website. Um, but currently I'm playing, um, I'll be playing Monster Hunter Rise tonight. That is going to be my next big review. Uh, Mario 3D World, I'm dropping a review for that tomorrow on our website, and we do a heart rating. We do out of five hearts. Nice. We're underpowered. So that's the other thing. We're underpowered because we're always trying to catch up, right? Like we're underleveled. We're underpowered. Nice. We're, we're catching up in the back. I like and, it. Uh, and so that those are like my, my big two i've been trying to do i have to do the whole ace attorney trilogy which i kind of was like oh i'm playing three games instead of one i bit that off um action verge is on my list oh yeah yep, yep, yep. Uh, and that's oh because i played hollow knight last year for our backlog challenge and that game is so good uh so anyway that's up on our instagram you can see some of them uh that we posted which is i'll promote later but 
uh, so we do this backlog challenge and we kind of, we're not, the thing was before we were racing through the games and we weren't really appreciating them. Now we're taking our time and having to rake the reviews and that's going to be our move moving forward. Um, I'm really excited for Monster Hunter Rise. Tim, I'm really, really hoping you and I can exchange um, friend codes so we can play together because I'm always looking people yes. team up. Yes. Uh, yes. Awesome. That is on my, all right, we're making it happen. Um <laughs> Uh, and and I, I I might join you on those raids. It all depends yeah, on what might happen. What's we'll see. We're gonna see what happens tomorrow, aren't we, Tim? Yes. What What's your weapon? What's your weapon? You're thinking of uh, rocking. What do you like to play with? In Monster Hunter, if you so, guys played the demo, did you trip? I did not want to touch the demo because I wanted to go in fully blind, fully new, fully just from the get go, and not mm-hmm. you know so. But uh, I probably will just start off with the sh- sword and shield. Um, okay. But, you know, just the basics of those and then go from there as I get more familiar with, uh, you know, what other people are saying and what they're uh, playing with and go from there. But uh, okay. also, I- I've been also eyeballing the, um, I like playing quick too. So I'd be able to go quick. So I'll, I'll probably use lighter weapons and stuff yeah, like that too. The long but, sword yeah. probably wouldn't want it for the no. Yeah, but but also the hammer is kind of the hammer weapons too are kind of interesting. They're in cool. Those, so I'm really liking the range weapons. The heavy crossbow gun okay. is. I was very surprised when you played the demo how it feels on the triggers. I was like, oh, okay, hmm. this this makes sense. Someone okay. has to be the the bard. Someone has to be the hunter horn is what I found. Because this is my first word. Like, you need the healer, which yes. is it's a weird instrument, you know, but in any group. Um, so I'm going to be playing that for the next month or so, and then I'm going to hopefully be dropping in a bunch of other games. I'm trying to think of the other game. Oh, an Octopath. I'm replaying that. And then I will be also playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Nice. Yes. And I'm excited to play that because I'm a Nintendo guy. Like I mm-hmm. will always have a Nintendo system. They obviously put me through school. Like they're they're important to my <laughs> my background. Uh, but I also I, I that's why I like your guys' podcast is because and Nintendo games are just great. And I don't and everyone thinks I'm like a homer or I'm biased. And sure, maybe I am, but I think everybody has the Nintendo game they love, and it's. Mm-hmm. It, like you know like you your grandma's like oh yeah you already have a nintendo and you have a sega you know like yeah. everyone knows it's a nintendo right and uh, well, you you do have a nintendo game you love unless you're you're a person with no joy as exactly. we discussed last week if you don't like a nintendo game like okay you're a bad person and we can't be friends at that point like if you don't have something that's like uh this is this is the one um, oh, the other two, uh, the other one is Ink and Phil, and then I have to do Overcooked Two on stream with Shelby. We're gonna do like nice. a live stream, six hours. So if we don't kill each other, Overcooked Two is so good. So good. I, it looks so fun. I want my wife to play it, and she's like, "That sounds ridiculous." And my wife's like a big, she's a food writer, yeah. really into the cooking world. So I think it'd be a perfect game. Um, yeah, that is that is my my wife's kind of like go to game. We love it. it. Like we like we like we we can't wait for Overcook Three. If there's a DLC pack, it's down instantly. Like it's literally a Valentine's Day. We like opened oh, a bottle, fun. opened a bottle of like liquor, and you know, very li- Canadian of you, not oh, wine, you know, liquor. Yeah, well, liquor. Uh, sure, sure. Look, we were living in Ireland. It was actually a bottle of whiskey. Oh, there you so go. There and you go. like lit up some nice candles and then played Overcook for like three hours. Like that was yeah, our right date on. night. So, and then their that's... quality of gameplay degraded. No, we just yes. got better. You know what I'm saying? We just yeah. got a lot better. You find that there's that weird like. So you play, you play better when you're it. drinking. That's also yes. how I play golf. Yes, and how... Mario Golf. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for Mario Golf more more than anything. Speed Golf. I think Speed yes. Golf is going to be the meta that everyone cares about. I saw mm-hmm. that. I was like, I'm interested. Yeah. Um, but so I play a lot of games, and currently on our stream, so I've been starting our stream. I am playing Fire Emblem Six Binding Blade. That never came to America. Uh, I have a Japanese like version of it, but I got an emulated version because I, I I'm okay with emulation. But I also believe you need to own the product if you're going to emulate. I've always felt that way, and that's the rules. I believe, right? I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm breaking any red tape, but there's fan translation patch for that one, and I'm playing that, and I'm playing it. When I usually play a Fire Emblem, I will restart. I've always loved Permadeath. I love Nuzlocks for Pokemon. If you if you're familiar with the Nuzlocke uh, and the Pokemon mm-hmm. challenges, I, anything I, that like I have a hard time about that normally, much less <laughs> Nuzlocks. My son tried one; it didn't didn't go well. They're hard. It makes it really hard, but it's fun. We, to we did a retro rewind last year. I think oh, did it you? was for uh, the first three. Pokemons and some of the people who play Pokemon all the time decided to do that. So I, I think third strongest mole in our chat was one of them that did that. If you're a hardcore Pokemon, like if you play them all the time, you have to do it once. And there's some that are way harder, way better experience. But uh, this Fire Emblem Six, it's the game that features you know the dude from Smash Brothers, Roy. That's what like my running joke is. Oh, it's the guy. It's Roy. Roy's in this game <laughs> from Smash Brothers. Uh, hey, Roy from Smash Brothers is there. And it's fun. It's really punishing because it's the uh, Blazing Blade, the one that came to America first on the GBA, is the prequel and came after with better improvements to the mechanics. Like, uh, Awakening and Three Houses on, that game has gotten so polished and so good. And to see where it's come now and for me playing this, because I played Sacred Stones, I played all those, but this is one I haven't played and I forgot. I'm like, oh man, like, feats are useless in this they don't they can't become assassins i don't know if you guys are big fire emblem guys um justin totally is <laughs> this is like no it's a, it's a dating sim also like if at the end of it right that's what i'm really into yeah, I'm not I, i've been told by many people that i need to play three houses because i i more because i'm uh i don't like strategy games i've, I've but yeah. i am a persona fan and uh, there seems to be a lot of persona in yes that. That's that, that's my understanding. It's also a te- I'm a, I'm a teacher, so there's a teaching sim. Like, how can I build this unit? How do I want to educate them? I'm into that. But if you want to watch me fail, I've currently lost 13 units uh, on my my run there because permadeath is real, and I'm not restarting the chapter. So I'm playing with it's it, quote uh, Draco and uh, Rocky Four. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, nice. that's my motto. Make there. the end game kind of to the point of impossible, won't it? Kinda, I'm at a point where uh, I taught. I said on stream, I was like, "Hey, I'm going to level up these characters in the arena, and we'll see what happens." And so, like, if, if you don't press B fast enough in the arena, a character will die. If I'm doing this, I it's the, I have to be really focused. If there's a bad matchup, I'm con- I'm spamming my B my B button as fast as I can because I don't want it to go south. Uh, and it, it's so hopefully moving forward. I have a set group, but they're getting stronger, and they're they're really strong where they're at, and they'll level up. So we'll see. Um, and I might fail on the run and not beat the game. We'll see. Right, that's the other thing. So nice. Uh, Strongest mole in the chat says, "R.I.P. Growlithe, taken too soon by a Voltorb's critical uh, self destruct." It's the worst. The worst is when your starter dies, because that's like to me that's that's your pet that you first got. You know, it's like this is my first dog, and I'm out here, and then a rat kills it. You know, and. Uh, it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Like I could never do a Nuzlocke because of the sentimentality of it. Yes. Uh, well, that's why I can't do the uh, genocidal round on Undertale because uh, once you start, I yeah. Once you start building a bond with those characters, it's like 
you do the true pacifist round and the end that like the end result, the payoff is so good that it's like, why would I go back and kill all these beloved characters? Right. That was my on my backlog last year for our first year because it's our year anniversary. So tomorrow our year anniversary episode drops. And we've happy been, anniversary. Been, happy anniversary. Thanks. Congratulations. I appreciate it. You know, it was a random thing. And it's really I again, my life, my, I set my expectations really low and we've <laughs> exceeded them. So yes. that's good. Um, I, and Undertale is, like, is a great game. I, I love that. And and the thing with the Nuzlocke thing, you can do things to make it more like, n- do you name your Pokemon when you play Pokemon? How many no. you name your Pokemon? Yes, Pikachu. I do. Yep. <laughs> See, do you call your dog dog? Is your cat cat? Like, I, that's how I think of it, right? I, I here's Pokemon. the thing. I like do taking I the name dog, of the Pikachu. Do I keep my dog in an expandable ball and make it fight at my command? <laughs> no. <laughs> you could. I do. What, we don't do that? I thought yeah. we'd do that. I take the Pokemon name and I try to take the actual Pokemon name and turn it into its name. Not just like, you know, Pikachu, I'll call it Chewy. Okay. So something like that. I always do like a theme. Like it's either like, oh, this 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 run will be like anime characters. Like Pikachu would be Kakashi from Naruto. Because of the the thunder or You've inspired me and when I play through my next Pokemon game, they're all going to be various meats. There you go. Bacon, dude, ham. Dude, my Tepig is always named prosciutto. Brisket. Uh, that would be funny. Uh, that, it's, yeah. it's happening. There you go. Uh, when, when Roger kind of got started in Twitch and YouTube, he uh, he had a Blaziken that uh, he, his, his nickname was just KFC. Nice. I named mine Sriracha. That was Colonel. my Blaziken. Yeah, Colonel. It's gonna Colonel. Be, Colonel is going to be mine. There you go. Sweet. So that is what I'm playing, and I'm excited to be playing Monster Hunter with you guys. And now that I'm in the Discord, because I again joined the Patreon, which I recommend yeah. anybody listening go join it. You have cool. a one, a five, and a ten dollar option, or if you want to be really cool, you can join the thirty. Now they only <laughs> paid me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I would recommend them. I recommend it because they're a bunch of cool guys. I love it. I love it. Most so, says he names his Pokemon after famous physicists and mathematicians. That's great. That's great. And I, he, look at him. He's like, yeah, I'm doing this and this is it physicists and mathematicians. I'm over here like, I'm naming mine after meats. Yeah. Hey, man, barbecue is good. Bar- bar- barbecue good, right? Marty, uh, yeah, that's right. Marty, you could also, another way you could go to is name them after Transformers. Ooh. Oh. There you go. Or Ninja <laughs> Turtles. I always name my turtle, like my squirtles are always Leonardo because he's blue. Like, there you go. Unless you get a shiny like one. Okay. And he's done. I like, all the, I like all the pop culture references. It's yeah. good. I'll pro- I'm probably going to go with G.I. Joe the next time. There you I'll go, go with G.I. Joe characters. Oh, there's so many good names from that. Snake <laughs> yes. Eyes. Yes. What, what's the sail- what was the sailor? The sailor's name in G.I. Joe. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, the. Uh, uh, beach, no, not beachhead. Ship, shipwreck. Shipwreck. Yes, yes that's what shipwreck. It was. So, beachhead get, was the 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 like the the naval trooper. Yes, yes. yes. Well, and Marty, you're a WWE guy. Like, go all wrestlers. There Stone you go. Cold. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. be, like, I love it. That's that. Is I want to see his uh, team names of all I, his Pokemon. I would too. <laughs> I'm, I'm and I'm huge into competitive Pokemon. I, I play VGCs. I've stopped the royal because of the podcast. I'm always following the competitive scene. So something I'm, when I build a better rig, I'd like to do a road to master ball. Like we have some plans mm. for what we want to do with the show, but it's just, mm. it's like a three man team right now. So we're trying to grow. And I look at you guys. I'm like, man, I got to do what they're doing, but I know like Rome wasn't built in the day either too. No. So I always try to pace myself. Marty, you, you got to have a team of four and call them the four horsemen. 
Yes. Flare. <laughs> yes. The fire type flare, right? Yes. They're going to come down there and crush them, baby. Yes. <laughs> Thunder from <laughs> down under. <laughs> Dream. You could do the road family and have yeah, the, each the one named after the road. They don't know what's coming, baby. They don't know the, nothing about hard times. There the you heart go. foundation. The heart yeah. foundation. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. No, and I, I couldn't get closing time as an audio cue here. Come on, Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, uh, you got to have clout. I know, right? You got to have, have, gotta have the razzle dazzle, baby. I'm uh, going to do DX. I got to do DX. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Road dog Jesse. Oh, Jesse, James, rescue us. What have you been playing? Gun. Oh, yeah. What have you been playing? All right. So, uh, speed round. Speed round. I'll try. Sorry, so, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yesterday was, I don't know what to play. I'll try many things. So I did the Tim route yesterday. A, a, a game I picked up on Xbox yes, joining a while me. ago. It was on sale for like $5 last month or January. Uh, Blue Dragon. It's it's a JRPG with the artist by Toriyama, you Toriyama know, from Dragon Quest and Dragon Ball Z. And the game designer is from the and Final Fantasy and the music director is from Final Fantasy. So I'm like, oh, this sounds like something I might like. And uh, I'm 30 minutes in and like, I don't like this combat and the story. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I remember being really hyped for this as, as as far as the designs go back when it first came out on Xbox. And like, yeah, it's it like really early 360 game. Really, really important game. And then finding it in bargain bins about two months after it came out. Yeah. And the the save screen when it asked me it, I don't know if it's because of it's how Xbox One's emulating 360 save states, but it basically pops up a screen that looks like it's in 420, 420p, uh, and looks like it's using the old Xbox Blades, which hasn't been around in a long time. And I had a, to pick like the first entry was for like the cloud save. So again, I don't know if it's really in the cloud on my account or if it's stored on the machine in an or if you saved it at all. I I, I saved it. It says I got about 30, 35 minutes in, but uh I'm probably not gonna go back to that. And uh for part of Monthly Mayhem, I played my my part of that was against Drew again playing ice hockey. And it's like I haven't played this game since about nineteen eighty eight. Nice. So yes. I'm like, I'm already <laughs> screwed. I just know it. Uh, the rules they gave me was if I, if I lose, I get five points. If I beat Drew, then I get ten points. If I beat Drew by the six-point Mercy score, then I get 15 points. And it, he, he beat me. It was like 11 to four. No, 11 to seven, 11 to six or seven. Cause he never got the six points ahead of me. It was, <laughs> he scored, I scored, he scored, I scored, then he scored five times before I, <laughs> so he came close. And then I had a good second, second period, you know, I got it to within two or three points again. And then third quarter, the third period was his. So yeah, I got five points. Yeah. Okay. Another game I bought. It came out on Switch last month. It was called Healer's Quest. Um, the game premise of the game is it's like a, in a JRPG, you're the healer, and you only control the healer. You don't can't control anyone else in the party. 
I thought this would be more turn-based so I can have time to think and strategize, but no, it's more action-based. And to, if you want to, so you, you, each time you cast a heal spell, it still costs so much of your MP and you can push the button and hold it and they'll just go cast, 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 cast constantly to, you know, healing them, draining your MP until you run out and then you can't heal anymore. Then they die and then they get upset. They have a happiness meter that will lower or he found something. He found his chrono trigger. <laughs> no way. Yeah, so I'm so excited you found it. No, no, no. It gets worse. Hold on a second. Sorry. Oh, I, 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 I know. I remember. I remember. I know what's going to happen. It's empty. <laughs> if, see, if that was in my house, there would be a different game in there. <laughs> Children and I are going to have a conversation. Anyway, so yeah, I, get, I think this I get, happened with you and Roger too. You found the case, and you're like, "I think my kids have it." Oh no! Yeah, I was hoping you would replace that. That's sad. And and Healer's Quest, I think it was probably designed to be a, mo- a mobile game because it's designed for the touch interface. They do have things that let most things has ways around it. So using because I was playing on a docked, but by the time I got into the first dungeon, it says, if you ever want to leave the dungeon and go right back to the last town, click the button in the upper left corner. But I couldn't. There was no way for me to get a cursor up there. So like, I, I think I, that, I think his touch tone is uh, touch mode only, which I'm like, okay, this is where I'm done. Because, you know, the, the next, the next fight, I'm going to lose everybody. So I'm not, I'm like, okay, so I didn't like that game. Uh, Hatsune Miku Logic Paint S came out last week. It's a Picross game, not from Jupiter, and you can tell it's not from Jupiter if you're familiar with their games. You know, the the games, I haven't had any significant issues with them. In fact, if anything, they give you, they make things too easy. It's like if, if you fill in all the squares, then it'll auto-populate the Xs. I don't have a big issue with that. So I'm okay with that. Uh, another one thing I do have an issue with is it tells you, like, if say a row has one, 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 and then you put one square in the middle, where it could be either one of the three. It could be the first one, the middle one, or the last one. You don't know yet, but it'll say, "Oh no, your middle one's good." I'm like, "Don't tell me it's the middle one yet. I haven't figured that out." So it's giving me too many hints, and I'm trying to ignore those and solve them puzzles the way I normally solve them. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I think that the the big point of that is the, the music. You, know, you get so each level you can unlock up to three stars: one for solving it, one for using no hints, one for getting no errors. So I'm um, solving all these. If I make an error, I'll just reset the board so and to start over. So everything I've solved, I've had three stars. You turn in the stars to unlock up to 18 songs. Because, you know, she, she's, I think, if, it's, if I'm thinking of the right one, is like the, the Japan virtual diva character. We'll put on concerts. You know, if you saw like the Octoling and KK Slider concerts in Japan, that technology was kind of based off of what Hatsume Miku started. So, but, but all these songs are chiptune-y. And I'm like, I was, you know, I was hoping for a little better quality music on a game on a character based on her music. So I'm normally just playing the game on either mute or very low volume while I'm watching other things. 
So oh. I'm probably not getting the most advantage out of that game. But it's a lot of puzzles. There's, um, see, there's 45 uh, level ones, which are 5 by 5s and 10 by 10s. There's 150 15 by 15s. There's 150 20 by 20s. And then there are, I think, another 200 15 by 15s in like, groups of 25, you know, where 25 smaller puzzles make a bigger puzzle type of thing. So, you know, there's a lot of content in here over like, like almost 500 puzzles. It'll take me a while to get through, but it's, uh, again, still, it's not a Jupiter game. So I'm still looking forward to the next one of those to come down. <laughs> then the last game I want to t- mention is, uh, Cyanide and Happiness, Free Apocalypse. I, I played that, pretty much played that over like the weekend. And I, what's that? Yeah, I, for some reason I'm not hearing you, but he's he's asking if it's based on the comic strips, and yes, it's that same universe. Okay. In, in fact, um, like they, they they've had a YouTube channel for years, and I saw a YouTube channel a video from seven years ago that made a joke that you know that joke's in the game. Oh, cool. And yeah, you know, so first of all, you know the jokes. The jokes can be pretty raunchy. It's not a don't play this game in front of kids. It's uh, not a kid game. But you know, basically, you, you, it's the game starts off with you are this like loser in high school. No one wants to be your friend except for this one girl who's your friend, and you don't even know why. But uh, it's just kind of like a day in the life in the school, trying not to get beaten up. Up and. And like it took me like ten hours to play through it, just because th- there's a lot of things to interact with. Like every object, you can you know look at it, touch it, and try to talk to it. So if you're trying to do that, everything to, to collect all the collectibles, you know that, that'll take a while. But you know if you know what you're doing and want to streamline it, the game could be played in under two hours or like an hour and a half. But uh, like, you know this is. Even though they don't say part one anymore, you know, in the title, this is part one. Apparently it's of a, of a three part. And, uh, so the, the apocalypse part of the title sake doesn't really happen until the very end. So, you know, spoiler, but really not really because <laughs> they spoil, they tell you in the title that something's going to happen. But, uh, if, you know, if you like that type of humor, it's, it's worth a playing through. Yeah. It, it's also, Designed for mount or for PC and mouse. So when you move around with the left stick and your right stick moves around a cursor, that takes a little bit of while to get used to. But once you're used to it, it it, it can fly through clicking on everything relatively fast. And I, I liked it. And uh, I don't remember who did a video for playing the first half hour of the game on our channel, but he was enjoying it too. Awesome, uh, Justin. What have you been playing? Sure. I will be super quick. I've been playing three or four games that uh, I absolutely adore all of them. So if you're like, hey, what game should I get from Justin's point of view? All three of these. Uh, I've been playing Plants vs. Zombies uh, Battle for Neighborville. That came out last week. I'm really, really enjoying that. Uh, I think that's been super, super cool and a lot of fun. Um, I have played K's and the Wild Masks. And that I came out in that. yesterday. So and if you are a K 
Kaze, sorry, if you're a Kaze, uh, if you were a kid of like the 90s, late or early 90s, like I was playing the Super Nintendo, you remember playing Donkey Kong Country or Earthworm Jim? This is all up in that jam. This is like the perfect combination. To say that it is inspired by Donkey Kong Country is a little bit like light. It It is basically like a Donkey Kong lift, like, uh, but but also modernized to 2021. So that is a really like there are some masks you put on. There's a mask you put on where you're a shark underwater and it literally feels like you're playing as a swordfish uh, from Donkey Kong. Uh, Just some of the moves. So I am absolutely, absolutely loving that. I highly recommend that one. Um, The price might feel a little bit high, though. I will say it's about it was 40 Canadian. So I think that's 30, 30 US. Um, I I would say from my playing of it, the value is worth it. But I think that's that's the high end. For sure, like if you're th- if if money's a bit tight, uh, the other one is, and I and I got roasted in our Discord about how I say this. El Hijo, El Hijo, El Hijo, it's Hijo, El Hijo again, Canadian Hijo, Canadian French Canadian. No, no, okay. Um, a Wild West Tale. I had mentioned this game about six to eight weeks ago because I played it on Google Stadia. And I really, really love it. It is a stealth-based game that looks like Disney created it. And if you talk about like family-friendly, approachable, playing with kids, it's, it isn't two-player, but it's kind of, it's one of those like, hey, I'll try a run, you try a run. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, I am super, super enjoying it. And it, it's great. And of course, I've been playing more Apex Legends and more Fortnite um, because those are kind of my comfort foods of cocaine if you would so uh i am on level i'm on level 67 on my apex battle pass nice and um considering they gave us like was it 20 or 25 to start off with or the 30 30 so in two weeks i've gone up 37 levels on my battle pass is it running better on the switch now They they did a patch about a week later and it ran, it ran a little bit better for sure. Um, There's still some audio issues and I'm putting out a video tomorrow, actually, which are my five things that apex needs to fix. Um, But uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited if this switch pro indeed does happen to see that kind of the rendering that potentially that may happen with that. Also panic button is known to do patches later to kind of smooth out some of those things. Uh, I did hear a big trick though. Someone mentioned I was reading, uh, actually reading, I was watching a video from Thord and smash and he just does apex content. And uh, what he actually said is move the game over to your actual hard drive, not your SD card if you can. And just the way it pulls is a little bit easier. Um, now I went to do that and I moved all my games off of my hard drive and onto my SD card. And I still had about 12 gigs um, of space that I couldn't clear because the game is 20 gigs to start off with. So it, it, I wasn't able to move it, but he had, he moved it. I he showed a video where he moved it and he said there, said there was a performance bump for sure. So something to think about there as well. Yeah. Before, awesome. during the pre-show, I was tr- looking through my switch, trying to see how much space every, the save states take because the save states are on the system and can't be moved. Mm-hmm. All you can yeah. do is delete them or, keep them and i'm thinking oh animal crossing probably takes up a bunch but i couldn't find it in the list then i realized because that's not a user level save it's a system level save and you probably can't touch that yeah yeah so that's that's what i've been playing but i would recommend like all those games i loved all of them it's it's been a march has been a great month for amazing games in my opinion for at least myself but yeah awesome tim what about you 
Uh, so I've been playing more Outer Worlds, the Peril of Gorgon DLC that I started uh, and did the video on. Uh, again, it's been something that's every day. It's always after playing it. Uh, the next day, I'm always thinking about that game and I want to get back into it right away. Great uh, uh, yeah. So it's like I've been jumping back into it. And especially if that newest DLC comes out for the Switch, I want to be able to play that, too. Um, it's like a murder mystery DLC, I guess, for the Outer Worlds. <laughs> it seems interesting. Uh, but I I, that I don't know too much about it. Like, again, I've been trying to stay focused on what I've been playing, uh, what I got so far. So I still got to beat the game and I still got this DLC. So um, a lot going on there. Plus, I'm biding my time as well with all these other little things I've been poking at here for the Monster Hunter game because I know it's going to suck a lot of my time. So um I've uh, been playing more Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world, the game, the complete edition uh, with Sa- my son, Sammy. And by the way, everybody, Sammy says hi as usual. Hey, Sammy. <laughs> Hello, Sammy. I have a uh, Sammy, too. Yes, yes. Yep. Hello he, to he, your Sammy. Yeah. And every time he's <laughs> like, when I don't have to go to school the next day, can I be on the Nintendo Dads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, are you a dad yet? Okay. No. <laughs> I told him he can stream with me, though. So, but anyways. Nice. Um among us i've been playing because we did that actually this past saturday during our saturday let's play uh sessions we've been we do that every other saturday right now where we get together during a good time for the uk folks to get together and play Uh, and that's usually in the middle of day here for us in eastern standard time uh so whoever in the u.s can join in can usually joins in but uh it's mainly for the uk time because it's the evening time for them and then later on we do an evening time play let's play session uh as well uh but both times during the you know uk's version of let's play and the u.s version we did among us and we had a blast especially during uh the second time around we actually incorporated the the voice chat Basically, everybody went on mute when we played, and then when we when it was time to discuss who who we thought was suspicious or sus, um, <laughs> we went off mute and discussed it. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention real quick too that I thought was freaking hilarious was I was the imposter, and I think it was just just me. Um, I think that round I could be mistaken, but we were all grouped together. We had all gone gone to the reactor, and then when we left the reactor, I was trying to get through the decontamination area, and I kept pressing, I kept smashing on the A button, trying to hurry up the door to get through it because I was Did in you the stab group. Someone? No, um, I went through the vent. Oh, right oh, no. next to everybody, and I started dying laughing, and I unmuted That's myself because I was like, "We should just end it now." You know, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't say what happened, but I just like we should end it not. And everybody was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Did you guys not see that?" They're like, "See what?" It was, and I was like, "Uh, never mind." And I went back on mute. (laughs) Nobody saw me vent in front of them. Wow. It's like because it was so many people huddled together. Everybody just kept moving this huddle, but they never saw me disappear into the vent. If, If you're familiar with that game, that's essentially uh you'll know what i'm talking about yes i vented in front of everybody but nobody noticed because there's too many people too many uh characters around were you red i was actually yellow okay red autumn i've like it's a weird thing and phenomenon if you're wearing red you get voted out real fast i've noticed okay Hmm. you're automatically suspect if you're yes that's true that makes sense because i think my daughter when i play then purple gets voted out first every time (laughs) 
there are some people who are just playing for the first time or in our group and they got murdered first <laughs> several times. So, but anyways, it was, it was a blast. I think everybody had fun. And I think this, uh, the next play, des- play session that we're going to have, because like I said, we do it every Saturday. We try to set a scheduled time, three o'clock and nine 30. I think it is uh, Eastern daylight savings time. Uh, this next, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, we're going to be doing we're going to be doing a group play of Apex Legends. So trying to get people a chance to try it out some more. But in our group, we're going to limit it to the Switch instead of cross-platform. Uh, and we hopefully if there's enough people on there, we'll get, you know, we'll get enough people going. I don't think we could play together unless we're playing trios or something like that. But I don't think we'll all be in the same map. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it turns out, but we're we're going to try it out. We'll be in the voice chat and all that kind of stuff. So looking forward to that. Uh, more Fortnite, but this was with my kids. We did trios together. Uh, my daughter is, is the bomb in this game. So she's always leading us and uh, teaching my son and I some things that we, especially me, <laughs> that I didn't know how to play. So uh, I usually feel like I have more of a chance when my daughter's playing than if I were by myself. <laughs> nice. Which, which I've tried a couple times with in this new season playing by myself. Uh, and I didn't do too bad. I got in the top 10, but still haven't gotten my uh, uh, win yet. So uh, more Animal Crossing, just more poking around, just trying to, because I'm still trying to get my museum up uh, completed in the art section. So still got a lot to go there. That's taking my time there because you can't help it because red only shows up like once a month, I think. <laughs> and then um, tonight, actually, Monthly Mayhem, uh, I participated, as I think I told you guys, uh, I played soccer on the, for the NES online uh, against Spider Shan. He's in our community and it was set up by our uh, Dad's After Dark uh, podcast guys. Uh, they've been doing this long before they even started that podcast, but they've been doing the monthly ham- mayhem. In fact, they even did it before they called it monthly man- mayhem. They called it tournaments. I was actually looking through the archives and saw saw one of the folders there for that, and it was kind of fun to look through that. Um, again, Nintendo Dad's story in here, so I you know I, I know that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, it was fun to uh, play against Spider Shan. It was actually fun back and forth because we neither once. He hadn't played in a long time. I never played it. So it was like brand new for the both of us, essentially. And it was uh, one to one to one for a while there. And then he pulled it out in the end. He beat me. I still got five points. He got 10 points and I didn't get massacred. So that, I feel good about that. <laughs> nice. So, uh, but that that's what I've been playing. Awesome. I've been playing Fortnite. Actually, since last uh, show, I've not played anything all that much. Uh, we went away for a little getaway for a few days with family and some friends uh, and stayed in the cabin. And uh, maybe we played a lot of board games, uh, didn't play a lot of video games. Maybe got uh, about five or six Fortnite matches in. I'm level 23, working my way through the battle pass. It's great. Um, I've not touched Apex Legends since season six of Fortnite came out. Have you? Have y'all tried Spellbreak? Yes. Justin did for a while. Um, Fortnite just keeps rep- ramping me in, roping me in because of the um, the tie-ins. Like oh, this, the-, uh, the characters and the, 
now they're starting to build out the story a little bit more. Uh-huh. I'm actually going to buy comic books for the next couple of months because Batman, uh, there's an armored Batman skin pack, uh-huh. I guess, that there's going to be a code in every one of the zero point comic books uh, that you can redeem for in-game stuff. So, okay. I collect th- the... Oh, sorry. I, I collect the IDW Ninja Turtles. If they get Ninja Turtles in Fortnite, I'm going to finally succumb to the Fortnite. Did you did you play Spellbreak, Casey? Yeah, I play Spellbreak, and they just announced they just dropped their like second chapter, uh, yep. the five v five. And it, I, if you guys like Fortnite, it might be a good change of pace. Yeah, and it's something that's fun. But the the five v five has a lot of potential for yeah. that game. Okay, I was thinking like like speaking on that. Like I was thinking about picking up Plants vs Zombies, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't have like if I'm gonna do that and Apex and Fortnite, I don't have enough time for online shooters True. in my life. So I have to pick one or two. And so I think I'm going to stick with, with Fortnite as being my main one and dabble in apex. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I just, I still can't seem to get the hang, the hang of apex. Uh, yeah. Like Fortnite, even with the changes that came about in this season with like crafting and everything, it was within the first game. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm good to go. I know yeah. what to do. Yeah. Uh, but there's still there's still Apex stuff that I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't is it a love hate relationship with Apex? Like, why I'm I'm hate myself for playing this, but I want to get good. Is it? Yeah, that I do. I want to get good at it. I but like, I just like there's, I can't make myself play it the way you're supposed to play it. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's very fast. It's tactical. It's team based, run and gun. I more prefer to be I don't need to depend on anybody else yeah. so that's why I like Fortnite like I if if I like I'm fine with like catching up with Justin or somebody in duos in Fortnite because I know that I know he can play and I know that we can we can pretty much handle it on our own but like with Apex I just don't I like I don't even know like what the weapons do or what all the mm-hmm. modifiers do yet uh all the powers like I'm playing Gibraltar simply because like that's the one I got on first and I kind of learned, oh yeah, he's got a shield. But like <laughs> when I go from Fortnite where I'm killing like 10 people per game or 15 people per game and I can't even hit anybody in Apex, then that makes me feel like crap. Like I'm like, what is going on? Um, so it, I know it's more about me than it is the game, the, like the actual game, but I've just got to, I've got to put more time into it. And yeah. when that's going to happen, I don't know. Hey, Casey, I, re- I got into Spellbreak for about two to three weeks when it came out. I really liked it. I really liked the verticality of it. Um, I was still, I think when it launched, because it launched in September, as I recall, on the yeah. Switch, it still felt a little bit buggy. felt like they hadn't kind of ironed everything out, maybe going back for taking a look at it, but I, taking a look at it later, but I, I enjoyed the verticality of it. I thought that was really cool. The floating. Yeah. yeah I like the floating. I like the ability to kind of change your gauntlets, kind of change your specials, right? Those abilities there are definitely yeah. some, um, there's some kind of Fortnite overwatch esque or sorry, apologize. Apex overwatch esque elements of that, which yeah. I thought was really cool. When the magics play off each other, like if you have poison and wind, you can make yeah. a toxic tornado. So there's some like cool, like science to it as mm-hmm. well. Um, they, they've done a lot with that. It's surprising the team. Like that game came out out of nowhere for me. I was like, what is yep. this? And um, I don't really like shooters. That's the thing. So if I like it, that's like my friends were very surprised. There's something yep. 
um, it kind of reminds me of Quake, but not as fast. There's some elements mm. to it, but like the the jumping movement yep. and yeah, yeah, you're you're in the air a lot. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's uh, turn on the community spotlight here for just a couple of minutes. <laughs> focus of our community spotlight on the show this week is of course casey cool from underpowered podcast what uh why don't you tell us you already kind of gave us a little bit about your podcast and yeah i did again we uh want to celebrate your first anniversary with you guys it. uh over this weekend that's a very awesome milestone to get to uh encourage you to keep plugging away because you're doing some good stuff over there but Thanks, people want to listen to your podcast or they want to connect with you outside of the show uh, how how would you uh, guide them to do that? So we're on all major podcast platforms. So if you just type in Underpowered, you'll find us that way. Uh, our website is Underpowered Media. We post stuff there. We have our Nintendo Dads collab uh, top Zelda games that everybody we gave our top five. That's on there. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Underpowered Pod. Uh, we're under dot powered on Instagram. But again, if you just go Underpowered Media, it's all connected there. Same to our Discord. We're always looking for people to join, come and talk games. Um, and that's what we love to do. We're trying to build our own community, uh, much like yours, for people that are looking to catch up on gaming or talk about games to see if they're still worth their time that they missed out on. Awesome. Uh, and so you guys go check out the uh, Underpower podcast. Really, really cool stuff they're doing over there. Casey, we want to thank you for being uh, on the show. Uh, again, I appreciate your time. Dive into some questions. And specifically, this first one, we want to direct at you and Justin, because last week uh, people got to hear the rest of our opinion on this. And so this is from Tim uh, uh, from last week, and he asked this question. Uh, Does Nintendo grow with gamers or do gamers outgrow Nintendo? And he goes on to say, maybe this is why so many people are angry on the Internet. They want Nintendo to grow with them and change with them. But Nintendo is always about being accessible and fun for everyone, which means the longer we are fans of Nintendo, the more likely it is that we will be disappointed. Casey, what do you think? Do, do people outgrow Nintendo or does Nintendo uh, outgrow them? That's a loaded question. Like if you really <laughs> think about it, like it, it's, 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 um, I think people can outgrow in a lot of things. Like people can outgrow friendships, right? That, that's like a weird thing as you get older. Like ah, this was someone that I've been friends with since I was five, but the just we don't have anything in common, you know. Um, I think that if you're yearning for days of past, you're always going to be disappointed. And if you're in for something new and enjoying the ride, you won't outgrow it. I think it's a mindset too. I think a lot of people. So I'm as an educator, I'm really big on the idea of growth mindset. Right. In that people can choose to want to like, I say this, and this is like a teacher talk. I always sit with older teachers. I always talk about this. Like when you're not willing to learn yourself as an educator, uh, you're a giant hypocrite, right? If you're not willing to take in new information, because every day I'm asking a kid to learn something new. I have to remind myself they're this age. This is a new concept to them. This is whatever I'm teaching. Right. This is something new. So if you think you're outgrowing Nintendo or Nintendo outgrows you, Nintendo's moving with the next generation, right? And I'm curious how many people feel like the game speed up for them too, or they've seen it, they've done it. 
that kind of thing. But no, I think it's it's the person. I don't think Nintendo outgrows you. I think it's on the person. I think the person either outgrows it and their interests change, right? Because like, if I compare myself to 10 years ago, I'm a very different person, right? But my love for Nintendo is always there because at the core, I like gaming and I like a good game experience. Maybe you just don't care about video games anymore, right? Or maybe you moved to PlayStation or maybe you moved to this, like you found your niche. And that's okay too. But I would never say Nintendo's outgrown them. I think it's a person. I think it's, it all goes back to choice. And if you outgrow something, it's how your mind has changed and what your mindset is. But if you're wanting Nintendo to be a certain way and it's not your way, then you need to do some self-reflection saying, well, what am I looking for? Because if this isn't making me happy, something else is, and not be mad at Nintendo. I'm t- I, I get tired of mad people on the internet. Real good answer. Uh, yeah, I like that. Justin, what about you? How do you, yeah, I mean, you I, I, I actually think Casey's spot on. I really do. Um, I, I think that individuals, are, I think Nintendo quintessentially for their 35 plus years has been in their swim lane. They know what they are. Yeah. They, they keep in that lane and it's whether you choose to be in that lane or not. And that's a decision you make. Right. And, and there was a period of time that I was not in that lane. Right. I swam over to the PlayStation lane and did that for about five or six years um, exclusively. Right. And it was that idea of like, that was where all my friends were. That was where all the systems were. That was the thing that I kind of, I, I outgrew jumping on Goombas and, and, but I wanted blood and guts and ah, right. And then I realized I was like, but this isn't fun, right? I'm not enjoying this. Right. And I was like, this is, this isn't. So I'm like, well, you guys keep playing that game over there. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to Mario. Um, right. And, and so that, so you go back to your, your lane. I think my commentary is there is that, you know, Nintendo doesn't need to change the formula they, they do. Um, I think they I think they have this really sweet spot, right, with with their fans, with their base. And, and nostalgia is such a such a huge and powerful thing. And uh, my other comment is just just like what you like and be OK with that. Right. Right. You, you be know. yourself. Yeah. Be true to you. So, yeah. yeah. Good, good. Wise words from both of you guys. Uh, this question comes to us via our email address. You can email your question into us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Just like Mr. Brendan Howarth, who uh, asked us this. He says, I was listening to your podcast last week about outgrowing Nintendo, and I want to offer a counter argument. I love Nintendo, always have. But do you think the popular entitlement that all games on my console must be games I like or they're trash is poisonous to our own enjoyment of gaming? And he gives this example. I don't like Xenoblade Chronicles, not my thing, but I just don't play those games. I love Zelda, so I always play those. I feel that having the expectation that all games must be games I like is just not the right mindset. As I said earlier, I don't like Xenoblade, but I th- and I think they're good games. They're just not for me, and that's okay. I also don't like going into a game feeling that Nintendo uh, owes me my expectations. Creating a game is art. I like to watch the story unfold, and as always, as is always the truth, art is subjective. Mm-hmm. I may hate it, but to someone else, it may be a treasure that helps them through a difficult time, and I'm glad they have it. 
Yeah, that this is so this is so well done and so well spoken. And and it's and and I, and I you know I, I'll play this this advocate side for a second here because I'm always the jerk of like Jesse's like yeah look at Picross I'm like oh my god you again right oh that's horrible right there's a and oh man, Picross and you Dragon know, Quest yeah Picross and Dragon Quest and Age of Calamity these are all garbage man yeah, right play it's Calamity either no I know but I get that on the internet uh, right. it's a bit of a it's a bit of a char- it's a bit of a character I'm playing right but but I'm a I do believe in your statement here which is like you just like what you like and that's okay. And also realize that not everything is for you. And that's also okay. You, you stay or or play in the lane that makes you happy and that you like, and that's, you know, like for me to like, for, for, for Tim to like monster hunter. And for me not to like monster hunter doesn't mean Tim's an idiot and that I'm superior. It just means, you know, he likes pizza and I like burgers. That doesn't mean that those are things that aren't bad or good or bad. They're just like, I have different tastes. And I think that, there's a so the tribal li- pineapple or not. And that goes for both of you. <laughs> pineapple needs to pineapple. get the F off a of pizza. You know what I'm saying? That needs oh, to get out of here. I will I have go. a pineapple. Sorry. I'll have, this is over. This I'll have pineapple on the pizza and the hamburger. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So much of this comes back to so much. Of this comes back to the console wars and the tribalisms that associate yeah. with that. And that is such a, you know, you talk about the idea of toxicity within the gaming culture and the gaming community. I, I, I do believe a lot of that stems back there. And again, I was a kid in the eighties and nineties. So it was like Nintendo is better and you're Sega and bleh, right? Like there was a lot of that, but as we grew up to be like adults and teenagers, it just got worse, right? We were all kind of in that. So I do believe there is this level of level of exclusivity and toxicity and tribalism that associates with those type of things, not only in Xbox versus Sony versus Stadia versus everything else, but also just within our own communities of, of tribes, right? Which is, mm-hmm. You don't, you like JRPGs. I like platformers. Right. right? How about, how about y'all just like what you like, be happy and shut the F up. Why not? Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I like that. (laughs) Shut up. Um, I think social media too is the Mm -hmm. issue in that it promotes, uh, like they, 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 that, that social media has said like they, arguments and people arguing is what people are drawn to. So the Mm -hmm. algorithm makes people go to that more Mm -hmm. and the toxicity is pushed. Right. And if people just were their authentic selves and treated each other nice, like you're saying, that's okay. You can like what you like. Like, That's the other thing. People can't uh, have a civil conversation anymore. You are, you are pegged. It's, it's, there's no gray. It's black Mm -hmm. or white. You are this, you like this, you are the enemy. It's like, we can have a discourse and you can say I'm a normal person. No one wants to have a discourse anymore. There's this idea that if, if I, I win, and so if I win, you have to lose. Do you right. know what I mean? It is a right. zero. Su- it is a zero sum game. And I, and this, so, I mean, our conversation right now, Casey's going beyond the scope of video mm-hmm. games, right? In general society. But I truly believe there is a zero sum game winner and loser. There is no gray zone. And that is really splitting our society, polarizing it. And if we just seek to understand, and again, my caricature on the show of like, oh my gosh, Jesse's playing pit cross. Oh, boo. Man, you know, here's here's the honesty, like me taking that mask off and that facade. Man, I'm so happy that Jesse has games that he connects with. Yeah. I'm so glad that those bring him the joy that he brings and the happiness that he has about it and just the enthusiasm. Now, I know that those don't scratch my itch, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't exist. Man, oh, the new pick cross is coming out. Jesse's on that. Man, I'm excited for you. Did you get it? Awesome. Let's hear about that. Right. And I think that's really where we as a society and if. And I'll I think it's as we video is, showing a 45 minute video of yeah. me solving the 35 yeah. minute 40 puzzle. Yeah. Am I, am I watching the video to watch that? No, but Jesse's commentary probably. But I also think that like, and if we bring this, we sit this pocket in the, like the parenting pocket there, 
it, it, we as stewards, we as we as shepherds of our of our flock of our of our children, that's what we need to begin to have this conversation about is is having healthy conversations of of seek to understand why do why do they think that way? Why do you feel that way? Not win or lose. And unfortunately, right. everything in society is teaching us that. And yeah, we need it, to grow people who are genuinely people. To make it full circle, too, though, video games are a great surface-level conversation to teach people how to have a civil conversation. Yep. And it's okay to disagree, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, miss, I, I miss the time where you could say, well, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree, right? Yep. People people now, I, I remember I had an argument with someone about a, a very political topic. And I was like, well, I get, we'll just agree to disagree. Like, we'll just, we're done with this conversation when I'm done with it. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like, I, I don't, this isn't going anywhere. Yep. With video games... Like, like you said, like you also like to razz your friends. Like if, mm-hmm. if you're a guy like growing up, get making fun of your friends is what you do. We're mean, we're mean to each other in a certain extent. Like we like yeah. to give each other a hard time. So there's a difference with that. Like you can make fun of Jesse, but if some random troll on the internet, you're going to back Jesse. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm my you are, you are, you are coming down with a thunder. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Like, yeah, it's like, I can talk bad about my family, but you, you can't cause that is yeah. my family. It's, it goes back to that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I get yeah. it. It's that's the benefit of having what we have too in our discord community and what you were yeah. saying, Casey, that you're trying to build is that we've all found that when we go to Twitter and try to express our opinions there, we, we get attacked in a lot of cases in yeah. some, in some areas or even in some of the forums on Facebook as well. It's been the case. Uh, but when, when creating discord and, and ours, for example, it's always been coming together and understanding everybody's differences, where they're coming from and all that, and being able to even, in some instances, try out things that you may not have tried before because someone else is really talking it up, you know, and saying, mm-hmm. hey, this this game is really awesome. You know, I'm having a good time with it. Oh, really? I didn't know that, you know, game did that. I should go check that out. So, and a lot of people tease me for, you know, me not completing games because I'm always trying mm-hmm. all the different yeah. games, but I can't help it. Everybody's talking up these games and I'm like, right. yeah, I'm going to go try it. <laughs> Got the game in FOMO yeah. for sure. Right. So, yeah, but it, that's what I like about how these communities, whether it be in Discord or some other forum, have been able to get together and yeah. be able to uh, talk like that. But I also think the other part of that, and not to not to pop collars, but I also think like that's that's also on the on the community creators. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, and we're okay in our group to have have a discourse or have a you know like, hey, I don't necessarily agree. But like we, you know, if something goes off the rails and we start seeing some toxicity, like I don't care, I don't care how much you give us a month, get the out of our community. We'll just kick you. Right. All, we'll like we're done with this. I don't right? think like, we've ever had that yet. No, but, yeah. no, John Blanco, <laughs> John Blanco, I am looking at you. You are on strike two. I will come at you, son. No, you know you're right. Going to do to respond to that is I play Age of Calamity. I know he is exactly it. But but you, they're not. You're not like yeah. You pay me. I'm not your puppet. Like yeah. you, this isn't, you don't get to t- treat me like trash, Like yeah. you're paying me because you enjoy what we do. And I want you to be a part of that, but like boundaries are important too. Yeah. It's a weird time. And that, and that in, in and of itself is I think why we, you know, do you want to be in the discord? Okay. You need to at least pay a dollar a month. Uh, and, and that's the reason why is, is that we want people who invest and don't just like, I know lots of other podcasts that have a discord. It's just like, yeah, you want to be in it? Here, here's the invite. 
And I'm not saying that that is bad per se. I'm not saying that that's a wrong way to build a community. Don't hear me say that at all, because some of those people uh, are people who are patrons of our show, who also do podcasts of their own. And we don't want them to, I want them to feel that way. But just for us, we, I believe, I think we believe that that helps us maintain the level of community that we have. Sure. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a stance that we took as kind of a, 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 almost like a safeguard. Right. right. Is that you're 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 probably not paying a dollar to come to come be a jerk to us. Do you know what I mean? Like right. it's probably yeah. not gonna happen. As I'm still a relatively new Discord user, I go to these servers that have three thousand people where seven hundred people are on now talking. You get lost easy. You can't follow a conversation. It, right. So that's one of you know, with us having a little bit of that filter in there definitely does help. You know, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're 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 still you know we're we're bigger than we ever thought we were going to be when we started this thing, but it's still not as it's not as hectic as some of these other servers I've seen. Hmm. Uh, guys, there is one other question, but I feel like we kind of covered this earlier yep. when we were talking about the Switch Pro. But basically, to distill it down, and, and I don't want to, I just want to brush it off to the side because Jesus always has such good questions for us. But just to kind of. To steal his question down, he asked this. Basically, do you feel like Nintendo uh, has room for another system? Do you think that the new Switches are the pro upgrade, or do you think that they might go a different route, like a more dedicated home console versus a handheld console? Um, Justin, just kind of take us back to what we said here earlier in the show. Yeah, uh, sure. You made a yeah. great point about this. Yeah, I really just believe we're going to have three SKUs, much like the iPhone model. Right. You're going to have mm-hmm. the the iPhone Max. You have the kind of the the bottom entry line of the smaller iPhone. Right. But it has all those other things built into it. And you have the mid range. Right. And that's really the three SKUs that they're going to have. Um, this is not their. This is not the switch two or whatever you want to call it. But it is the hey, if you're a. And that's also why they can justify that extra hundred dollars, right? Here's what our base one is. But if you want the better screen, right? Yeah. So if you want the better camera, right? You want the the better processor, all these things, you pay that extra premium. That's really how they're justifying it. So I do believe it'll just be three skews. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that as well. Same uh, Guys, that is episode 319 of the Nintendo Dads podcast with our special guest, Casey Cool from Underpowered Pod. Casey, thanks for hanging out with us. I don't know what you guys' normal recording schedule is, but I know that some for a lot of folks that come and hang out with us, this can kind of become a late night because <laughs> I we like to talk. I no, I'm. I was really worried that I was talking too much. So like no, that's you're great. You're great. I had a great time. I really hope I can come back. I really look well, up to you guys. Specific time, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's not. It's, it's not his bedtime yet. Yeah, it's not my yeah, bedtime. Yeah. Well, my my daughter. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, uh, right um, now. Well, guys, y'all be you. sure. Yeah, and you're so welcome, and you're welcome to come back anytime. We, yeah, absolutely. Really All right, I'll see you guys next week then. All right, cool. uh, <laughs> yeah. Be sure to go check out Underpowered Podcast uh, and uh, enjoy all the lists they're putting together over there. Some fantastic stuff. Um, Don't know about we, those bugles things though. At number three, dude. I'm telling. <laughs> wait, I, I guys, go listen to the episode with Nintendo Dads, and you'll see. T- t- uh, t- Tim like sh- shattered my world with that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, chips, uh, uh, gaming chips. Uh, so as we close out the show, guys, uh, just the thing here: we have over 5,200 people following us 
subscribe to us on YouTube wow. right now. And we want to say a huge thank you if you are one of those. Uh, and we're almost at 100, or I'm sorry, 1,000 followers on Twitch. We're at 969 as of the 18th of this month. Share us with your friends. We would love to grow on Twitch as well. And you can head over to nintendodads.org to check out all of our social feeds, uh, podcast episodes, uh, and a link to go buy Nintendo Dads merch from our T Public store, uh, which you can get t shirts, pillows, mugs, notebooks, stickers. There's all kinds of really cool stuff over there. Uh, again, email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. That's 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. I want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And I remind you, download us on your podcast app of choice, but also give us a five-star written review. It helps people find the show and spreads the good word about Nintendo Dads. So, guys, this has been episode 319 for me and the rest of the Nintendo Dads and Casey from the Underpowered Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Peter. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden. Is everybody ready? Guys, man, uh, let me just put away my uh, the the Switch Pro edition that Nintendo sent me a couple moments ago. I apologize. <gasps> okay, I, yeah, I, you know the NDAs we can't be showing. Oh my gosh, the Joy-Con with the uh, D-pad and the two buttons. Right? The Joy-Con, the Joy-Con just drifts itself. It just goes around. Oh. So cool. <laughs> Make sure you tell your uncle. Thank you for that. Exactly. Well, that's a good segue to Casey. Tim, yeah. why don't you kick us off here? <laughs> All right. Three, two.